Hello, welcome to Shadcast. It's February 1st, 2020. I'm your host, Shad Scott. Today I'm joined by Mr. Andy Harn. He's a good friend of mine that we've played in uh, uh, five or six musical projects together, at least. And uh, he's just a really good dude. And if he ran for president, I'd probably vote for him. God damn it. I hope you enjoy our conversation. I got to apologize. My dogs were super ramped up at the beginning of the pod, and uh, they're making a lot of racket. So, sorry, you got to put up with that. Let's go. drum jam which got my dog super jazzed so if y'all hear him uh petering out back there they, they just got uh into quite a uh quite a tussle the primal juices are flowing yeah man once those drums start going man it's just like uh you know carnival in here everyone's just you know feeling that sexual energy pulsing through them and then they start humping each other and getting all panty and it's just a horrible podcast environment but this is an amateur production so you know, all uh, that all twelve of my listeners uh, are going to forgive the dogs. I think they bring a certain charm, which balances out the. We're all used to it by now. We expect them to be in the background. Yeah, people when this are is like, going what, on. "What is the tapping? Constant tapping on your podcast?" I'm like, it's <laughs> either humping his bed, yeah, trying to make baby beds, He's or. <laughs> Uh, well, baby, baby bulldog beds. This is my first uh, podcast of 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots happened. All right. A lot's happened. Uh, we can kind of go over what the hell. I feel like the holidays just dumps you into a, a you know this pile of rubble, which is January. Where you're putting, putting your pieces back together, you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, you had a great, uh, from the pictures anyway, it looked like a great heartburn show at uh, 310. Yeah. Yeah, fourth year in a row at 310, fourth sellout. I think they've, that's as long as they've been open. They've had us there playing, and uh, that's such a great venue. State-of-the-art sound system, lighting, uh, everybody that works there, the crew. Who does the the back like they have a digital like led yeah. wall who does who programs like the what well you see on there? that's a lot of that is dustin and casey in the band and and evan a lot of those guys they're just you know technology nerds and they can come up with all this great video content and then uh we get uh the in-house lighting guy mick Mick runs it all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kinda... Mick uh, Gormley. Gormley, yep. yeah. He's We worked with him. I mean, you and I have played in bands that he's done yeah. sound for, like the Parish. Or... Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's great. I think he worked at uh, the Rattle or somewhere else, too. Like, no, not the Rattle. Uh, that was, that was yeah. Beckham. I think he worked somewhere else, too. Yeah, he's been all over. Yeah, I think he does lights, too. Yeah. I think I've seen him running yeah. lights. Yeah, he's a talented production guy. And that's the great thing about playing with the Bozarts is they, they have all these other skills, too. Which, yeah. Uh, Mad skills. Fold right there in. There we go. <laughs> yeah. 
now uh, Bubbles is humping the bed, and Belle is humping Bubbles. For those of you playing at home. And uh, Belle is a female, which really spices things up. Because, uh, oh my god. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now, now Belle is uh, tasting what she's done there uh, by getting Bubbles fully, his lipstick is fully out, in case uh, you can't see you're uh, just listening uh, it's quite a scene over here um, yeah, yeah man well that's cool I played I think I played that joint with Heartburn once or twice and it, it has a really nice yeah. green room and uh, yeah. the, uh, it's really clean yeah we play some scuzzy places yeah that's not one of them yeah that place is top notch we're, we're lucky to have that here in Austin yeah we are we got a we got a handful of good venues left you know, yeah. we lost Thread Gills. Yeah, that's a that's a damn shame. <laughs> it is a damn shame. I love me some Thread Gills. Food wasn't great, but um, you know, it was always a good hang. Yeah, you know, that good, old good garden here outside. Yeah, yeah, like Oprah or someone on that billboard looking yeah. over you. <laughs> oh yeah, it's February, uh, Black History Month. Yeah, um, I was uh, cranking James Brown the other night, heading to Trey in San Antonio, and I was like, this guy is the best. I mean. Yeah. Oh my God! Like I always forget about James Brown, yeah. you know, and then I'll hear him on the radio or something, and be like, "Oh yeah, I should probably listen to some of that." But when I do, it's the best. Yeah, insanely tight band. You don't even have to see him dance. Yeah. No. Yeah, Bootsy and Clyde and all those guys. Ridiculous. Such yeah. Such a great band. Yeah. Who plays I, guitar in that band? You know. I do not. I cannot. I know. This is like all he does. Yeah. But it's so funky. Yeah. How was the San Antonio Trey show? It was good. It was, uh, they sold 900 tickets of uh, 2015. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So you could go anywhere in the venue. Yeah. And Trey just had this certain kind of like, I don't know, he's usually so like king of the world because he's like playing a packed Madison Square Garden for yeah. the third night in a row or whatever. But there was a certain vulnerability to him knowing that he didn't even sell half the tickets to this venue. Damn. So, yeah. I don't know. I felt like he was really laying, he was hamming it up for us and taking some chances. And uh, the first set was straight fire. I mean, it was like a lot of fishy stuff, like 46 Days and First Tube, you know, stuff that he wrote, but yeah. But I associate with fish. You know, Camel Walk. Yeah. Uh, like I love Gilla. their Camel Walk, their, um, their funky version. Oh, yeah. It's fast. So too. good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a totally different song. Yeah. Uh, and then they did uh, Landlady. Hell yeah. yeah. They did some Spanish tune. I think it's called uh, 1977. Do you know this song? Did they I, play? I don't know the, the song. Show, I saw right? it on the, I saw that song on the set list though, but I don't, I'm not familiar with that song. Yeah. It's like a bossa nova, like guess Gil, Gilberto type. Hell yeah. Uh, Joe Beam. Yeah. You yeah. Know, type tune. And, uh, and the trombone player sings it. Who's a fox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nice to see her featured. Yeah. Uh, and then Jen Hartwick is always, uh, always struck as, struck incredible. me as like oh, too talented. Yeah, and she sat in. We got that Dick show where she sat in with Fish and they played like Susie Greenberg and. Oh, dang, I don't remember that. Um, it was probably twenty fifteen. Yeah, last time I was in Denver, um, Harper played an opening show for uh, Paul Simon, like all star tribute, and she, both Jennifer Hartswick and James James Casey were in in that band. It was who's James Casey? Uh, the saxophone player in Tab. Oh right, that dude yeah, is that dude ridiculous. Shredded. Yeah, he's like a football player. 
He blew me away watching the lock-in live stream, the tab where Derek Truck sat in, and there was a moment, I can't remember what was song. Was that Layla? That, that was when Trey sat in with Tedeschi Trucks oh, band, but okay. the night before was Tab, Derek Trucks came on, and there was some song where James Casey and Trucks like went back and forth, and James Casey was keeping up with the man. Nice. It was incredible. But Yeah, he sings real strong, too. Yeah, I, I love it when the three of those horn players in Tab, are, are they're doing that side-to-side sway together, and they're, they're perfectly in sync. Yeah. I, I just love that. Uh yeah, I like a good in sync, uh, yeah. you know, vocal section or yeah. horn section. You know, hard proof will do that a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're, uh-huh. not, they're not quite as uh, dialed in as that. But uh, man, speaking of hard, I haven't seen hard proof in too long. Yeah, I, used to, I was spoiled. It's uh, been a while. You know, something that's happened in the last uh, six months in the music scene is the Black Pumas have happened. Right. And they've just had a meteoric rise to fame. Yeah. They sold out like four nights at Stubbs, which is unprecedented. Grammy nomination. Grammy nomination. It's incredible. Yeah. The band is awesome. That's great. And that's that's a drummer for Hardproof. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, man. Who's going to fill in for Stephen Bidwell? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I don't know of anybody. Maybe Spies. Yeah. But, uh. Very stoked for them because yeah. they have a couple songs I think are as good as anything from like Motown or you know uh, Curtis Mayfield level production and and talent. Yeah, yeah. I love seeing uh, talent come out of Austin. It seems like it it's a hard scene to get recognized in. It's a hard scene to like spread out and get yourself known because you got to drive forever to get anywhere. But anytime you hear somebody blowing up coming out of austin it's it's awesome it's a great great town to cut your teeth in yeah it is it is a tough town to get above a certain level i think you can get to that 100 to 300 person attendance level and then you know kind of stay there the rest of your life yeah (laughs) i don't know and i feel like that maybe that's because of like uh the press or whatever but like i feel like the chronicle never talks about our group of friends and i feel like um there's just not a lot of noise being made about you know, part of why I love doing this podcast because I feel like I'm, I'm giving uh, giving a platform to people that need to, you know, yeah. need to be heard. I mean, very interesting artistic people like yourself that um, just don't they don't get I, I don't think get the attention that they deserve. Yeah, we need a voice. Yeah, so we're all going to make more noise. You know, that's intention for 2020 is to make more racket, more, more content. Racket. Dual drums. Dual drums. <laughs> yeah, man. I, well, I was thinking, there's a, how many dead, there's a dead cover band or, or six now. There's uh, an Allman Brothers cover. So we could do a double drum, like double feature. Yeah. You know, and fill up a good chunk of time at an outdoor type thing. You know, like yeah. two, three hour sets or something like that. Um, just have drum apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man how did uh man I, I feel like i don't know i'd love to kind of hear how you got to um I, one thing i love to ask people on this is like how the hell did you find austin like what what about austin attracted you and i don't want this to sound too interviewee but but i think it's a good chance because i know you have like yeah. you have like chicago in your background and lubbock and yeah. i just don't understand how it all played out yeah um born up in illinois uh, Peoria, P-Town. And I spent like the first five years of my life there. And then my dad started getting into the 
and he started getting university jobs, took us down to Southern Illinois University, and then eventually that led us to Texas Tech, Lummox, Lubbock. Lubbock. And what year was that? <laughs> that was uh, 1987 or 88, oh. maybe even 89. I was in the third grade when we got to Lubbock, and I was there all the way through my junior year of high school. Started the band Jabarvi when I was 15, 16, and then my dad moved us to North Carolina for another university job just before my senior year of high school. Oh, I didn't know that. So I kind of had to uproot and relocate, make some new friends, and then I was like, you know what, I, I, I got to get back to the band. And uh, after two years in North Carolina, I got back to Lubbock. Okay, so... There was a break in the continuity of Jabarvi. Y'all played for yeah. like in high school, and then you yeah. moved away, and then came back, and y'all were in, in college. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, we started uh, yeah mid high school, Tech, right? Yeah, we were all in the marching band at Lubbock High. At least mo- most of us were in the band. Um, Maybe you could go over the band members at the time. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I guess the the incarnation of Jabarvi was my good buddy Brian Melton and Ryan, who everybody knows as Sham. The three of us kind of started the band, and a buddy of mine, a dude named Christian Contreras, uh, he was on the drum line with me at Lubbock High. I first got it. drums was my first love of music, as it is with Bubbles and Bell. Oh yeah, we're a drum. This is a drum household. This is a drum household. Uh, yeah, I, I got into the drums. A buddy of mine. Um, I, I got my first job when I was fourteen and saved up two hundred bucks to buy this piece of junk, Ludwig drum kit. Uh, I was sixteen years old, and uh, I invited my buddy Christian over to come play, and um, we we couldn't both play it at the same time. You know, I didn't have two kits like you like you have here, which is it's a fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> But my dad, for his 40th birthday, had bought himself an electric guitar and an amp. And so while I was watching Christian play, you know, my drum kit, I was like, man, that needs to be a way for us both to make some noise. So I picked up the guitar and just started making awful sounds on yeah, it. And 16. Cranking up the distortion and just and just jamming along with him. And then uh, th- and that's when my buddy Sham was like, well, I want to be part of this. What, what else do you need? Uh, how about a bass guitar? So he jumps on the bass guitar, and my buddy Brian's writing lyrics and singing. All of a sudden, we have this band called, for fuck's sake, it's called Jabarvi. <laughs> <laughs> And, and every year for the... You it's know, cool, man. All uh, jam bands have bad names. 100% of them. <laughs> I heard one called Goose recently. That's okay. That's yeah, cool. yeah, Goose is cool. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Spafford, I mean, uh, little uh, yeah. ominous sea pods, string cheese incense. Yeah. Horrible names, dude. Not a jam band, but I would like to vote Hoobastank as the worst band name of all yeah. time. Yeah, uh, that's a bad one. Slightly Stupid is also a bad one. <laughs> Not jam band. Yeah. Oh, Jiggle the Handle. One of my uh, least favorite. Jesus. Uh, you know. Leftover Salmon. Kind of a bad name, too. Yeah. You know, for yeah. a great band. Yeah, or Humphreys McGee, even you oh, know. I hate that name. <laughs> yeah, so don't feel bad. You're, yeah, you're in you're in good company. Well, it's kind, it's kind of funny. We over the silly name, fifteen years or so that that band existed, or however long it was, we tried to change that name. Oh, I remember. We, every year we tried, yeah, we couldn't come up with yeah. anything better than Jabarvi. <laughs> well, my favorite alternative was uh, Foghorn Leg Maghorn. 
तो ये kind of later on I was pushing you know my talented bandmates to to write a little bit more and what was funny about that is that uh Charlie one of the lead guitar players he and I co-wrote a lot of songs and he he always just added the most perfect kind of lead guitar part to it um he finally started writing some songs and they're 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 dark and sad and beautiful and epic and uh I think he he has this a completely sad uh song called failure and that ended up being like the crowd favorite song that mm. we played and uh um yeah, yeah it's all right uh, awesome but, uh, go, Charlie. yeah showing up at the, yeah. <laughs> the ninth inning the, yeah damn it yeah oh, no hitter yeah anyway yeah good, good stuff though but yeah uh yeah, I, I think i got to i got this play with y'all a couple times in, in different uh, a rage was like I remember I went to some wedding that y'all were playing and I ended up yeah, like yeah. playing the wedding with y'all sit in god that was fun uh, and then we, we've done wedding gigs together it's yep. just I think you know if if, uh, if people take away something from this podcast uh, is that you are the king of the wedding like you're like the wedding singer extraordinaire <laughs> yeah. I'll take the Pepsi challenge with anyone like Adam Sandler and yeah. any motherfucker thinks they can yeah. step on you like the way you just keep the like you have a complete understanding of the flow of a wedding you've been to a hundred yeah. of them and you just like there's no uh, extra sap or you know yeah. there's no ceremonial seriousness like you're very like lighthearted and, and just uh, and uh jovial and, and and just keep it flowing like yeah. like not only a director of operations but also the entertainment you know? <laughs> like you're almost like the wedding coordinator and the entertainment and you can play all the instruments yeah. I mean, it's fucking cool i wish i wish that i had a count of all the weddings i've played yeah and maybe even more so i, I wish i had a, a where are they now you know yeah. <laughs> of, of the wedding yeah. couples. How, many, how many people are <laughs> still married yeah it's probably 50 percent. yeah probably 50 percent yeah, yeah. God knows, uh, we we know as much about marriage as a divorce and uh, weddings and shit. It's like a little too well, yeah, a little yeah. too well. But uh, yeah, man, that was uh, I remember playing like Loving Cup or something, and we were all wearing like masks and shit at that wedding, and just dressed up, and yeah, no one was paying attention, and we were just thrashing Loving Cup. Yeah, was like yes, uh, man, nothing I'd rather be doing. So good, yeah. yeah. I got yeah. to play a drum solo in one of the weddings, which was so weird. Uh, like we played take five, and I got to do a weird, oh yeah, five yeah. four drum drum solo. <laughs> so I was like, "It's so this is so bizarre." Every but wedding needs that. Every yeah, it's just an odd te- tempo, odd time. But five four drum solo. Five four drum solo. Bring it. I'm getting pretty good at playing seven eight. You know, there's nice. a lot of Grateful Dead songs that are in that, seven. Like that's a great one. Estimated yeah. and lazy light, uh, lazy supper. Yeah. Man, speaking of the dead, uh, we'll come back to Jabari in a second, but I just, I'm going to forget, I just listened to a podcast about Dick's Picks. Uh, it's called like 36 yeah. from the Vault. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's uh, it's one of the most specific, you know, 
It's uh, just all about dead. the dicks picks. Yeah, just about those recordings. Uh, but of course, you know, you can only talk about live albums so much without talking about the band and right. the time in which they yeah. recorded and all the opinions. I was like, wow, this is a pretty cool. This is a pretty cool podcast. I'm probably gonna listen to this for all 36. It's gonna take a while. That's awesome. But uh, highly recommend that 36 from the vault. Um, yeah, so Jabarvi is kind of... I haven't seen y'all play in a while. I think I saw y'all play with Graveltooth, and uh, it was one-to-one. Maybe Moving Matter? Yeah, it's been a... I think we played once in all of 2019, and maybe once in all of 2018. So we're, we're doing a show a year. <laughs> we'll, we'll but, get... I mean, you're playing uh, Harper, and you're playing with Josh Pearson, you're playing... Um, a live one, uh, really just a live one in Heartburn. Uh, I I did do uh, Josh Pearson plays Dead show where I played the bass I with him. There was another band one. though that you were playing in. Uh, mm. No, you had a baby though. I did have a baby. Yeah, congrats on that, dude. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. She's pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been a huge part of your year. Yeah. Yeah. What's she, it like? She's What's, almost a year and a half old. It's, 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 as a childless uh, uh, dude, what's what's it like? I hear about the joy of uh, of being a parent, and uh, is that how your experience has been? It's kind of, it's kind of everything that people say that it's going to be. Um, I, I think the only thing that I, I didn't really know getting into it is how fast time moves once they arrive. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I kind of imagine dark helmet and space balls, come mm-hmm. ludicrous speed, and it's yeah, time We've is gone plaid. Yeah. <laughs> Time is just hauling, and it, she she's almost a year and a half, and she's wow. to the point where she's babbling and uh, you know drunk baby stumbling around everywhere and yeah, yeah. naming objects and uh, it it's just awesome. Sweet, it's so cool, and she she's she's a character, a very very funny funny little girl. I always hear uh, dads say that now <clears throat> I'm more committed to you know working harder and. I have more of a sense of purpose and more of a uh, reason to do the things that I do as best as I can do. Has mm-hmm. that been your experience? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me want to work hard, earn more. Um, it's really got me focused on my health a lot more and wanting to achieve maximum longevity, which is, you know, um, I'm not unhealthy, but I'm not... It, entirely all of that healthy i, I need to I get to say you're, you're you're thin for sure you've always yep. been a, a string bean yeah uh so i've never thought of you as unhealthy yeah i, mean, I don't even think you have any unhealthy habits i mean what, what kind yeah. of what are we looking at are we talking about supplements are we talking about uh no, just uh, trainer like what what do you uh, what steps do you take well because I, 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 i'm on the same path yeah i i need to i need to ramp up the cardio i think uh with my day my day job i get pretty physical um even even playing in Harpern is is plenty of a workout, but the, yeah. you know the, those shows don't happen. I know, and you wear like suits, so you're like <laughs> gotta be sweating bullets. Just r- running in place, wearing a suit. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. No, the the, the, car, the cardio, I gotta I gotta up my game, and uh, yeah, just I just want to yeah milk this ride for as long as uh, long as it can go. Yeah, well, now you have like inspiration, and, and you're doing it for somebody. You know. Yeah, you're. Uh, you're inspired to be the best you can be, and do you take supplements? I I do not. No, no. I'm I'm 
I need to start learning more about that. Or uh, I've been kind of listening to some different podcasts here and there. Like I love anytime uh, Rogan gets like a, a health or a scientist physician guest on to kind of pick loyal their brain. Rogan listener, uh, maybe not loyal. I mm. kind of find myself jumping around. To, yeah, yeah. But I do like coming. If he's a good guest on, yeah. that you dig, yeah, Because yeah. I'm, 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 I'm like ninety percent of the pods I, I get through. Yeah, but I mean that's just part of uh, what I have to consume to get through gym cardio because it's so boring. Yeah, but I mean thirty minutes on a treadmill goes by real fast. Yeah, if you're listening to someone like David Sinclair from Harvard on his show that's talking about reversing aging and treating aging like a disease. Right. Yeah, like figuring out what exactly is going on there so that they can fight it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the uh, compounds like NMN and uh, that there's like a. Uh, cholesterol drug or something that they take um, metformin I think it's like a it, I can't remember exactly it's got another function um, resveratrol uh, and like certain things like uh, uh, mitochondrial support through uh, you know extended cardio or say H uh, high interval intensity training or yeah. uh, cryo chambers or Extreme heat, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like 220 degrees in the sauna Damn. and then a cryo tank. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to be that extreme, but I think, uh, you know, that's the kind of, we're just pushing the boundaries of yeah. how to optimize our health. Yeah. I, yeah. I need to get more into the supplement game, but, uh, yeah. I don't know if you do though. Like it seems like mixed, uh, from what I understand, kind of mixed reviews on whether or not supplements are either even healthy Yeah, or if they're just snake oil. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, I take like a multivitamin and then uh, some stuff for like joint health because I, I feel like with drumming and I played a lot of sports as a kid and yeah, my cartilage is probably just chewed up. Yeah. You know? So I feel like I uh, I need to take some, I can't remember. Uh, do you do like turmeric at all, which I think is really good for inflammation I and that too. joints? I I've don't. heard that. There's... I take uh, I'll take shots of uh, uh, apple cider vinegar. I hear that's really yeah, good that's for inflammation good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just like how it tastes. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's just hard for me to do anything every day. Like, just I mean, if I can get to the gym every day, that's awesome. Or you know, walk these dogs. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I think this year I want to get my systems in order. Now that you know, now that I'm single and like can really focus, like. Every little thing that happens in here is because I did it, you know? Right, yeah. So, like, I'm really, it's a, for a control freak, it's a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, there's only so much hours in the day. Right. You know, when you add bands and jobs and and, uh, and life, eating. Yeah. Um, learning. Um, so, anyway, yeah, man, I'm just going to, like, try to dial in my systems. Yeah. You know, like, <clears throat> getting some sort of routine, figure out. Maybe move some shit around, like instead of after work workouts, before work workouts. Yeah, know. yeah. I'm kind of doing the same thing. New year, just trying to reorganize, shuffle around time, working on uh, staring at the telephone, you know, a little less. And, uh, oh, God, that'd be great. Getting a, Yeah, I need to get my ass out of bed. I, I, I love mornings. I'm a morning person, but I'm a very slow morning person. Mm. I hate but, mornings. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. Working on it. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's that's what I, that's what January should be is like just kind of taking the stock of what you got yeah. and, and what went well last year, what you could improve on from last year, and, and like you know 
what systems you want to put in place. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I hope 2020 is, uh, you know, buttoned up as far as like what I'm, what I'm up to. I, I like, I'm putting my back into it. Cause you know, we're in the back nine here. We're, That's we're right. 40 plus. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to, if you're going to do something, do it right. I mean, at this point, like why That's waste right. energy? The back nine. The yep. back nine. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So. I don't know. It, it kind of matters at this point. Like, I think in your 20s, you can do whatever you want. Right. Um, you can, you know, that's when people have their, like, heroin breakdowns and <laughs> recluse from society. Just and, destroying the body. Yeah. Just. And it could take it. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, getting the clap every Friday night or whatever. Just <laughs> boozing, <laughs> passing out in the bushes. That's, that's yeah. Those times are kind of running out. For yeah. Us. That's it's right. not as funny yeah. uh, <laughs> in the back nine. <laughs> oh, if man. It ever was. Good stuff. Yeah, but... man. So uh, as far as uh, music goes, um, I, I remember you used to do Andy and Charlie shows down south at like uh, yep. you know, uh, by some Mexican restaurant, and I don't know. It seems like you dig doing that kind of smaller, yeah, staying fresh, making a little side cash, maybe playing for your supper or whatever. That yeah, well, up your uh, yeah. I I think alley. for the past, I don't even know how long it's been going on. Maybe since two two thousand and eleven, whatever that. Uh, Oh, that's, oh, that poster is from twelve. That's that was. Uh, I'm looking at the the second uh, Talking Heads Hoot Night at Antones, 2012. So 2011. I mean, I've been doing uh, the the tribute band thing for quite some time now, and uh, I, I guess I still kind of feel like I need that original outlet. And that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, I, I've written shit, so like. When I look at guys like you or Percy or, you know, anyone's writing music actively, I'm like, or Curtis, you know, yeah. I'm like, man, you need to do that. Like, yeah. You need that bad. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's pants are fun. Yeah. While you're there, but you're really not leaving anything behind. Right. Yeah. That's that important or not completely. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. It's so, it's so much fun to play this great classic music. So many people love, so many people will show up to see and, and sing da- along. dance their asses off, sing every yeah. word. But yeah, I, I I kind of feel you know that I need that original creative outlet, and I, I sit around the house and I'll play for my wife Alana, my daughter Holland, and um, but yeah, I I just recently went and bought some of this equipment to where I can uh, maybe put some of this down, Good. set it in stone, and throw it out into the ether so that it exists after after I'm gone. Yeah, man, please do. Yeah, we need that. Yeah, just I'm, I'm looking forward to I, uh, more bands like Black Pumas come along, or Black Joe Lewis, or uh, you know Brown Out, or uh, any of these bands that just uh, I saw Grupo the other day. I was like, what a great band, yeah. you know? Like, or even uh, you know Gary Clark Jr. who just Gary won, uh, he, he just won a Austin Grammy anymore though, isn't he like L.A. Uh, I guess so. But yeah, Jabarvi used to play um, where we used to alternate spots with him at Friends on 6th Street, on Dirty Six, wow. back in the early 2000s when he was just kind of up and coming. Black History Month. Yep, Gary Clark Jr., <laughs> Gary people. Gary Clark Jr., he's a big deal. Just won a Grammy. The guy's awesome. Yeah. You know, Rogan, speaking of Rogan, he loves Gary Clark Jr. Whenever you bring up music, that's the first thing he says. It's Gary Clark Jr. Dude is bad. Oh, my God. It's it's one of the most cringy parts of Rogan, who, you know, I'm a, a devotee for sure. But, yeah. uh, you know, every time music comes up, he's like, have you heard 
you know, I love when uh, a musician has his own sound. Have you ever heard Gary Clark Jr.? <laughs> like, the second you hear, because he said this every podcast, the second you hear a lick on a guitar, you're like, that's Gary Clark Jr. <laughs> I'm like, what? You mean that blues lick? Yeah. yeah. Like, come on, how many people play that lick? Right. Probably a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's not great. He is, but uh, I don't know. It's just for for that to be the one guy you you only talk about. Yeah, you know that like James Brown should could be that or John Coltrane, or, right? You know, yeah, Thelonious Monk. Those are the guys that last year. You know, uh, Spotify tells me who I who you listen to the most, and uh, and yeah, Monk and um, and Coltrane and uh, you know Bill Evans, some of these piano player jazz oh, yeah. guys that uh, Keith Jarrett. Oscar Peterson, Oscar Peterson, yeah. uh, the guy Kenny Drew from Miles Band, or yeah. uh, McCoy Tyner, you know Herbie Hancock. Yeah. Um, oh, um, what's the guy that Bud Powell? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some old guys that uh, Barry Harris, I think is his name. Anyway, I just kind of went down a rabbit hole of, of those old uh, Bop piano players, and it's. Man, it's some of my favorite shit ever. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I love, I love that drumming too. Like uh, those old Bop drummers are great. I've, I've found myself in a classical hole lately. I just started listening to classical music, and uh, because of the beauty of Spotify, I was led to Gustav Holst, who did the Planets Opus Thirty Two, and like uh, Spotify just played Jupiter for me, and I was like, "Oh, I love this." Nice. He's, there's a lot of percussion and stuff in it. It's full symphony. So I went. I was like, "What do the other planets sound like?" And uh, the very first one, Mars, the bringer of war. It's like going into battle, and it's dark and evil. And All right, you're riding the stallion and yes. decapitating stallion. the enemy. It's it's incredible. What's his name again? Gustav Holst. Holst. I'm probably saying that wrong, but yeah. Holst, yeah, he has this opus, the planets, and but yeah, I've been in a classical nice. hole, which is uh, it's it's cool, it's it's soothing, but it's also very engaging to to follow along with. It's also crazy to think about where we are now in popular music and where we were with like you know works that that Beethoven and Chopin and Mozart were thrown out, you know, yeah, in and a relatively just, short time. Yeah. Just nuts, and and yeah, pop music today is like, yeah, I uh, dig uh, Dmitry Shostakovich, uh, Rachmaninoff, uh, again, piano player, you know, Chopin, of course, um, but uh, you know, and some of the uh, Bach stuff is is great. I mean, I don't listen yeah. to a ton of it, I, and I typically classical music for me comes in play uh, when I'm like hungover or I'm, it's a morning or. I want to encourage thought, you know, I, you know, I can get that out of jazz, but it's a little more engaging, whereas Mm -hmm. I can kind of zone out more on classical music and it's, it just seems like, uh, uh, the world is, uh, you know, putting music to your life. (laughs) So, uh, so, so KMFA 89.5 or whatever on, on the FM radio is, uh, the only FM station I really listen to unless it's Sunday and Jamaican gold's on. Yeah. With Art Baker. Nice. Uh, but yeah, man, classical music's the shit. It's so good. It's like so much talent. Yeah. You know, compare, you walk down 6th Street and hear all these bands playing, you're like, that is garbage, you know? And then you listen to these guys, it's like yeah. shredding a, you know, harpsichord just for 30 <laughs> minutes and no repeating parts and just, you know, mind, yeah. mind blowing. Or a Paganini piece on the violin where they're just playing lightning speed. It, 
it's wild. It is, we have a lot of baby Einstein toys all around the house that are playing these classical uh, pieces that uh, I'm learning what they are now, thanks to baby Einstein and baby Spotify. Einstein. Yeah, Spotify is amazing. We're so lucky to live in a time yeah. of Spotify and YouTube. Yeah. I mean, it's really like, I spend so much fun, you know, the content that I'm consuming is on yeah. these two mediums. And then, and then of course, uh, podcasts. Uh, also, speaking of Rogan, man, did you notice on Twitter? Because I know you're on Twitter. Yeah. You know, you're one of my few I, friends. I love Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. I love Twitter, too. <laughs> we're in such a minority. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't and know. we're drinking gin right now, which yeah. is also a minority <laughs> beverage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mahone gin. Mahone. Three cents tonic. Yeah. Santa Cruz lime juice. Real good. Yeah. We're, I'm going to probably need to uh, pour some freshies here for the yep. back, back for, nine. For the back nine. But, uh... Yeah, man, I, um, Joe was being blown up for endorsing Bernie Sanders. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is a guy on our team endorsing a guy on our team. I mean, I'm pretty sure you're as left as it gets. It's like, this is a lefty endorsing a lefty. So why is there uproar? Oh, because, and this is, from what I heard, the only, because everyone was throwing racist, transphobic, you know, whatever, homophobic, all the isms and, and, and phobias, which I don't agree with at all. You know, he might say things that might slightly be like that in a joke, but it's certainly not hateful. You mm-hmm. know, he's not a hateful guy. There's no, yeah. no hate in his, in his body. Uh, so anyway, it's like, uh, he said that trans women, you know, who used to be men, uh, when they're fighting uh, cis women, they're breaking their skulls open. So maybe, like, like where's the, you know, who are we going to be more sensitive to? The women getting their skulls cracked open by these giant, yeah. you know, Hulk Hogan-looking women <laughs> that are, uh, you know, biologically, they're built like, they're, they're a man. You yeah, know, they, they yeah. will, they, they're, it's scary shit. Yeah. And, and they should at least know that. So, yeah. so Joe's just saying this woman got into a ring with a, a woman who was born a man and is still built like a man, and he broke her skull open. So yeah. maybe that's not cool. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's transphobic. I don't, I don't buy it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I don't not buy going it either. That just seems like clickbait nonsense. Yeah. Trying to throw people. cancel culture. You know, yeah. One thing about Twitter, it's just like a school of piranhas swimming yeah. around looking for a body that falls in the river for them to devour. Yeah, it's an awful, vicious. Highly entertaining, Highly entertaining platform. That's that's the rub. Yeah, uh, like I, I shouldn't even be giving any energy to it, but uh, it is. Uh, you know, it's so much, uh, so much uh, hateful shit being thrown around at this guy yeah. who I feel like I have to defend because he's brought so much entertainment in my life through yeah. his comedy and his podcast and his yeah. uh, point of view. Is uh, I think he's a very deep thinker and he's been influenced by some of the greatest minds. You yeah, know. he's he's not just throwing random random ideas out there. And I think what he said about Bernie and supporting Bernie was that he he just has a consistent track record. Like he he's been the same person like his in, his entire career. Like yeah. so you you know what you're going to get with him. <laughs> and for a guy who's going to take the money from the rich, aka Rogan and give to the poor, aka Shad. Yeah, uh, it, it says a lot that he would, uh, you know, he would endorse this guy who's probably going to take a huge chunk right. of his income away. Yeah, yeah. That's probably why the billionaire class Democrats are like shut Bernie down, like call him a sexist. 
sick Elizabeth Warren on him. Yep. You know, uh, don't sh- don't put the camera on him at the debates or whatever. Yeah. Like, let just de- you know, we got to get him off this uh, this stage. He's old. Yeah, throw all the mud at him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's a radical. He's gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> I mean these people are old. I, yeah. I I'm kind of sick of old people. Old, the old crusty. Yeah, so old. Yeah. My my favorite part about Twitter though is is the fish, uh, fish scene. I I've, I follow a whole lot, I, tons of fish people. I love it when fish is on tour when they're playing shows. Um, the the height of it was probably during the Baker's Dozen when they would mm. announce you know the donut yeah. flavor and like Twitter would just blow up with all their speculations of what song was coming up. But I I just love I love fish Twitter. It, it brings a lot of joy to my it's life perfect yeah like those two things go together perfectly yep yeah yeah there's a guy uh what's he i'm trying to remember what he calls himself but he always gives uh prices of all the things on the lot or he'll give he'll list like six items you can buy on the lot you <laughs> yeah. know like so, and they always have silly names you know yeah. just like the, what they name their veggie burger or whatever you know uh, balloons and yeah. you know quarter bags or whatever it's like all the things you can buy on the uh, fish lot you know some crystals good stuff we'll throw an amethyst yeah. in there yeah. hemp necklace hemp necklace yeah <laughs> um, so anyway that's that's a guy guy what's he called uh, I can't remember but uh and then there's uh, the guy Wombat's Wombat Matt Wombat Matt. He's a Dallas cat. I don't. Dead Eye makes it up to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet Wombat Matt is at your show. Ah, cool. Maybe I should uh, seek him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's a good guy. Um, I, I've danced with him before at shows. Uh, there was one time Josh Pearson and I were hanging out with him at one of the Dick shows, and uh, he requires a lot of real estate when he's uh, mm. when he's dancing around. But a high energy dude. Oh, um, yeah. He's easy to spot in the fish webcasts. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's always somewhere up front. He. I don't know how he always gets a pit ticket, but he does. What's that guy? Uh, Biz Archive. Yeah. Uh-huh. Scott Marks. Yep. Scott Marks. He's yeah. super active. Yeah. He's a great, great Twitter follower. YM Blog. That's yeah. one, right? Yep. That's a good one. There's yeah. uh, the ZZYXXXYZZ yeah, guy. David Steinberg, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Secret Taxi Driver. Yep, yep. Yeah, those are all great fish follows. Yes. They're first ra- random stats. They yeah. Just love throwing out the stats. Yeah, I'm a stat guy. Like, you yeah. know, the way uh, some people are with sports, I am with uh, yeah. with fish stats. Yeah. I used to love that with uh, with Jabarvi, you know, trying to keep up with all of our set lists and the stats. And yeah, I gave up with that. I I, I used to be good at that, and yeah. then I just like, I mean, through uh, trying to video archive everything and audio archive, it just yeah, it's too much. It's too yep. fucking much. I can't do it all. <laughs> you know, learning. Uh, and I've been doing these. Uh, Oh, another group we've played in together is Rock and Roll Playhouse. Uh, uh, for the yeah. kids, we did the Bowie thing and uh, Talking Heads. Bowie. Man, that was a lot of fun. The Kinks. Uh, kinks, yes. Yeah. The Kinks. Oh, what, a cat- what a great catalog. Oh, Man. yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was fun learning that. So much year. fun. I, I I still go back and listen to that, Me to too. that playlist, even even though I don't, I, I'm not learning that stuff anymore. No, no. It's, it's just, just, it's just, it seems crucial. Like, yeah. you like that kind of. Early rock and roll, uh, they were as important as the Who or yeah. the Stones or the Dead. Yeah, it's crazy they got kind of swallowed up, 
you know, Beatlemania and the Stones just rose up to the top. I, I think the Kinks were just as good. Yep. And somehow they just got... And they were kind of punkier. Yeah. You know, which was yep. cool. I, I see how, like, uh, punk or rockabilly or some of these guys have kind of taken, you know, uh, in psychedelia, you know, there was some, some trippy shit going on. Um, yeah. And cool lyrics. Yeah. Some a- asymmetrical, uh, you know, chord progressions that, you know, the Beatles and the Stones weren't really doing that, mm-hmm. you know. That's cool. But yeah. Yeah, that was fun, man. One of the peaks of, oh, I, I've definitely had musical moments with you that I rank among the best, but uh, playing Heroes from Bowie was, was probably uh, one of them, man. That yeah. song that song is, uh, man, that doesn't give you goosebumps. God, you're dead inside. Yeah. The, yeah. Just that steady build through the entire song. Yeah, that's, an, that's another stallion just slicing heads yeah. off, Riders riding into Rohan. the battlefield. Hell's deep, <laughs> lopping the heads off of orcs. <laughs> and Jimmy George was playing that uh, uh, light. You know, he the Ebo, yeah, just magnetically. You get that infinite sustain on the guitar with, with the Ebo. God, oh, so good. That's cool. So good. Yeah, man, Jimmy George, I don't see enough of that guy. Yeah. You know, we started playing. Uh, so you, so to finish, you're, you're getting to Austin. You you went back to Tech, and then Jabarvi was playing, and y'all all decided to move to Austin. Yeah. It and was, then y'all started playing, like, the vibe, and that's where I met. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a gradual thing. I, our, our good friend, John Olson, who ended up being one of the lead guitar players of Jabarvi, he was the first... Um, to to leave Lubbock and and find a new spot down in Austin, and oh. I remember I remember coming to vi- visit him a handful of times. We went to uh, Amerigo Vespucci over here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I remember coming down for uh, Fish ninety nine South Park Meadows and staying with him and kind of exploring Austin. I was like, oh man, this place is the shit. And I think a lot of people were discovering. Austin. Well, a lot of people already knew, but a lot of people were discovering it about 99. And it took me until about 2001, very beginning of 2001, I got down here. And then just kind of, and Charlie and I started playing dual acoustic guitars at open mics and shows. And then slowly, like, Sham made his way down here, picking up the bass. And then my buddy Brian came down. He's a saxophone player. And and then it just kind of morphed into this thing where we, we found our, our good buddy Bobby started playing the drums. We got Meg to play saxophone. We got John to play electric guitar. There was another gal uh, in your band, too, I think, the first time I saw you. Uh, yeah. Like trumpet player? Margaret. Yeah, Mar- Margaret. Margaret played trumpet. And yeah. so, yeah, we had uh, the all-female horn section. I was like, look section. at females in a band. How weird. Yeah. I've never <laughs> seen that before. Yeah. So, yeah, we just all of a sudden had this six seven piece band and uh and it was awesome we we cracked into sixth street and these bar owners were like we want you we're going to open up this bar called friends and we want you guys to play there every friday and saturday night for as long as you want and (laughs) (laughs) friends what a horrible name for a fucking bar. Yeah, and it's Jesus. still there. It's still there. It's still yeah. there. I mean, it, with so much turnover, um, right? I don't, you know, I, I kind of like to I think can't that... can't even keep track of those bars on Tuesday. Yeah, we used to play there for like three hours or four hours, and they'd give us like a hundred bucks and whatever we wanted to drink, yeah. and we didn't, we didn't give a shit. Yeah. It was just awesome to be there playing, and the, I think for... 
it might have been 2002. We were playing the vibe every now and then on a Thursday for the you know grooving ground jam night, and then we'd go play friends Friday and Saturday. We were playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, nice almost every weekend, and it, it was awesome. And uh, yeah, it was some good times. Yeah, man, I, the vibe. That's where <clears throat> we'd play. It was like uh, grooving ground, Jabarvi, Moving Matter, Mikado were yeah. kind of regulars and. Um, Maybe I, I might might be forgetting one or two, uh, but that's kind of you know where I I don't know. That's still I'm still friends with most of those people. It's, it's really cool yeah. that that uh, the vibe is where we all met and Yosh was behind the bar. And, yeah, you know it was like indoor outdoor, so you know it didn't feel like you're cut off from the world. Like it's some yeah. you know when you're at the parish. I mean it's like a casino. You don't know what time it is. It's just like you never. <laughs> No connection to the outside world. Yeah. Oh, uh, the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the worst bathrooms on Sixth Street. Uh, yeah. It's pretty bad. Sketchy. Yeah. And the owner would like fall down. Yeah. On stage. Yep. It's like, oh no, he's getting up on stage. You just fall across your pedal board. <laughs> Spill his beer on your new pedal board. God damn it. Yeah. We had some good times there. I, I think I remember playing at one of the first times we played last concert cafe might have been with Mikado. Hmm. I think yeah. I, I think I got like a uh, oh yeah like we played there all the time six or seven song EP yeah of a Maca- with Bob, hits like Baba Ganoush Baba Ganoush was there a was there a shoes clown shoes, clown or, shoes yeah yeah, yeah there's yeah. some good tracks on there yeah, that. yeah and, it was uh, some cool stuff no it was a you know silly jam band but uh, it was you know there was there was shit I got from Mikado that you know I, I, I had trip on the podcast and, and we talked about it extensively but. Um, just some of the dubby psychedelic stuff. Like we, we were fans of Sub Oslo, which is this band from Dallas or Denton. Uh, I think they're UNT guys. And like yeah. one of the first shows I saw from a Texas band when I moved here was uh, was Sub Oslo, and they fucking ripped my face off. I mean, it was the trippiest, deepest dub. You know, it was like King Tubby scientist level dub. Nice. And uh, I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. This is incredible. <laughs> and uh, and so we wanted to do. You know, Greenwood was a job volunteer for sure. Yeah, and so we wanted to uh, to incorporate as much reggae as we could without sounding like you know we're trying to be a reggae band. But man, it's just a good mode for for jam bands to fall back on. You know, and another thing I noticed last year was like I was I've I'd been making uh, like set break music and and shit for for Dead Eye and uh, and it's really it balances out how silly and white jam band music is to have like just all black dudes uh all black instruments uh before <laughs> and between i don't know it just really helps like the, yeah <laughs> I tell you. and there's just something like so good about that that's like it kind of pads whatever you do on stage You're like yeah but man that's that break music yeah. can you tell me you know god yeah. damn that was good slamming like, yeah yeah we were listening to uh uh, Grant Green, you know that dude, mm-hmm. uh, Funk in France. That's a great one yep. for set break. I love scientists. I got a, I got a couple of LPs. Nice. Yeah, he's got funny titles too. Oh, what's another Jimmy Smith? You know, oh, like any yeah, of those Oregon yeah, trios. Oregon. My grandpa, my grandpa Harden loved Jimmy Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good hang. Yeah, oh, it's so good. I think I I've seen a couple people start Oregon trios, and I'm like, yes, yeah. You know, because you've got Red Young. I think Rex had <laughs> Rex Simmons had brisket for one gig, and then he like fired everybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like this is all wrong. Man. Uh, back to the drawing board. Uh, but anyway, I, yeah. I, I think 
I think there's room for that. You know, we have the gallery above the Continental Club. It's perfect. Yeah. One-to-one will have you. Yep. Um, we need we need a, a, another good listening room, I think. Like, just where you, you that's go. downtown. Yeah, you go and you know that you're going to shut up and you're not going to talk. You're not going to be on your phone and you're there to pay attention. There's a couple times I went to, like, Flipnotics, I think. Hmm. They would just go there, and like people would just come, and they would listen. Like they they would be there with you mm-hmm. instead of like, hey, we're part of the scene. I'm chatting with my friends yeah. while I'm dancing to this band up there. I don't know this song, but let's talk. Yeah, and and, and that's fine. I, I I'm okay with that. That's just the way that I've is, been shushed. Yeah, <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> yeah, Efren definitely. Uh, Efren Owens definitely shushed me once. I I deserved it. I had it yeah. coming. Yeah. Did you ever see when Bob Weir was like, shut the fuck up! Yeah. <laughs> you just lose it every now and then. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just can't take it anymore. Yeah, I, yeah. I love going to shows and not talking. Yeah, and, well, it's, it's a good practice. But, but it's then, hard yeah. to do. It, it is hard you to know, do. You know, yeah. you see so many people, yep. folks you haven't seen in a while. Yep. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we need, we need a, a solid listening room. Yeah, Strange Brew is like that. Yeah, Strange Brew is like that. It's closed. Yep. Uh, Saxon Pub could be that way. Yeah, and uh, the, the small room of the Cactus Cafe, I think their little, whatever mm. they call that, smaller room. Is that place still around? I think it is, yeah. Mm. I think so. Cool. I haven't seen anything there in 10 years plus. Yeah, that's a cool cool little room. Yeah, yeah I saw a Zappa tribute there, and they got shut the fuck down. <laughs> Gail Zappa was like, nope. Pay Damn. me. Yeah. Yeah, you cannot be... Even, even Dweezil can't... Yeah. yeah. I mean, his own his son. <laughs> can't believe that. What a, what a yeah. fascist family. I guess we're lucky neither of us have gotten a, a cease and desist. No, for, we are. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I mean, all the videos I put up on... Uh, all the Dead Eye videos I put on my YouTube channel get flagged for copyrights, but I don't get any emails or threats to, like, we're going to close you down. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I know we've we've gotten flagged for doing the doing the Talking Heads numbers before and oh, YouTube's posting up. Yeah, they're cracking down. Yep. So I mean, I just figure, you know, I because um, I think about the podcast too. I'm like, you know, sometimes I want to play music, and I was like, nah, I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to put other people's shit up here. I have enough of my own music that I can. Yeah. So I, I just use trim music, or if. You know, if someone gives me permission to play, you know, like if you want to send me a Jabarbi song for the outro music, we can do that. But yeah, okay. um, I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's easy enough to get around that. But if you're in a cover band, uh, you are playing other people's music, even though it's not the notes exactly the way they were recorded or whatever. It's still, you know, you're you're playing with fire. <laughs> yeah, I, I get nervous about that. Yeah, at some point. It, the ride's over. Yeah, game over. Shut all these fucking tribute bands and down. You're done. I remember, like, there was a period of time where uh, clubs couldn't even play certain recordings over the uh, the PA. They were getting like SPCA uh, yeah. fines or something. Kurt was telling me about that. Yeah, but now they all, now clubs just all pay ASCAP fees or whatever ASCAP, it that's is. Right. And yeah, SPCA is like probably about animals or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so you just pay like a, a certain fee and you can play yep. whatever you like. Yep, that kind of like takes care of the artists who wrote the cover songs and that everybody's playing every night. Yeah, yeah, it does seem like you're stealing a little bit. Like, when I'd be putting together these playlists on Spotify 
and then they would play it. I'd be like, is this okay? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Everyone expects music to be free now. Right, yeah. Every, all art needs to be yeah, free yeah. and immediate. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how, how Spotify does it with all their their royalties or how that works, but it uh, doesn't matter. Oh, Bella's snoring real loud. Bella. <laughs> Ruining the podcast. Yeah. How dare you. Uh, yeah, man. I uh, oh, Spotify told me that Krong Ben was one of my top bands. Yep. Yeah, you actually inadvertently inter- introduced me to them. And Did I? I, I? Alana and I both love them now. Yes. But yeah, I remember you. Uh, you posted after seeing them at emos or something. Yeah. You're like this is the greatest band. Greatest band. <laughs> I dug into it, and it's incredible. Aren't they it's amazing? such good music. Yeah, uh, yeah they're, they're they're so good. Oh, yeah, Alana loves loves the vibe of that band. It's totally, it is a totally up band. her alley, and uh, yeah, great band. Yeah, that guy Mark has uh, these influences from Asia and Africa, and his guitar playing, which is yeah. so like you know. For, I know you're fans. Uh, you're a fan, we're both fans of Graceland, which has yeah. a oh, yeah. South African yeah. band. Uh, what do they call that music? Like. Uh, not lifetime. It's um, oh man. There's some name for that style of music from South Africa. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Jamie, pull that shit up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Different show. Pull that shit up. Yeah, but anyway, there's just those licks that oh, like Stratocaster. So you know, real clean lines. Yeah, and just real colorful. And they don't, you know, the notes don't go where we're used to notes going. You know, the, on the uh, pentatonic scale like that, that so much of our music has yeah. you know, over here it's like new ideas and, and especially you know do you ever see that book that book guitar grimoire and it has all the modes and you're like oh shit there's like yeah. so many paths up and yeah. down this guitar neck yeah and there's like thai and japanese and chinese and all these you know asian modes that <clears throat> um they sound completely and yeah it's not even looking at indie i mean yeah. From Karnaktik and Hindustani music, it's like there's the way they get up and down. Yeah, the scale is very different too. You know, different yeah. steps. That drummer is totally like a machine too. Like he just lays back and just plays this perfectly timed beat, and he's repetitive. Yeah. If you were to take a shot every time he hit the crash cymbal, you'd be sober by the <laughs> by, the, by the end of a, a six minute song. Like he he's just so just. Only what's needed, yeah. it just keeps it going. It's so good. Yeah, so you're good. Right. So few, and that's and the, since we're on the crash symbol, I was watching uh, some, you know, in, in Dead Eye practice. You you've done the double drums thing with Dead Eye. Yeah. Um, we'll watch uh, videos in rehearsal to try to you know figure out what they're doing. And I'll tell you something: they're doing in the '80s, hitting the shit out of that crash symbol. It drives me crazy. Yeah. It's like it's almost embarrassing to watch yeah. those drummers because. Mickey will play like nothing but crash cymbal for like the whole song. You're like what? What is going on here? What are you doing? It's, you know, and Trevor famously said, uh, "It sounds like they're building a house back there." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I, when I listened back to to some of our recordings of double drumming, I think the one thing I would have done differently is not play the kick drum. I think I think you only need one kick drum. Otherwise, it kind of that's kind of where it gets a little muddy. But it's so hard to play drums without the kick. It is, or, yeah. So maybe it would be you just wouldn't mic the 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 secondary uh, drum, the secondary kick drum. Just yeah. don't mic it. Like yeah, ma- a lot ma- of flams. You, yeah, you still need you still need that muscle memory while you're playing the groove, or or maybe you don't. Maybe I mean, I do. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, if I take any one limb away, it's not the same yeah. instrument. But the, yeah, that was kind of the one thing that would muddy up, I think, the double drums. Yeah, and just a lack drum. of time. I mean, it, it must take a lot of time to yeah. get two drummers. Yeah. You know, because most of the... Most of the times in traditional music that you see two drums is like uh, the Japanese drummers and they're just playing with their hands. Right. Yeah. So it's it's a, or like a marching band, a second yeah. line, you know, um, you know, Africans sitting in a circle with their drums. And it's all like hands. Yeah. yeah. It's very little kicks. So I think you're right. Uh, the kicks muddy shit up. Yeah. Man, how good are the Tedeschi Trucks band drummers, though? Those two guys. Yeah. Incredible. Super good. The way they play together. Yeah. Yeah. They're real, real they're good. killing it. These yeah. Days. Yeah, that might be one of just the best bands. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I think Trey said uh, Derek Trucks is arguably the best guitar player around right now. Yep, yep. That's high praise. Yeah, high praise from one of the best guitar players around right now. A titan (laughs) of guitar. (laughs) Underrated still. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Speaking of Trey, uh, did you see the uh, New Year's gag where he got stuck in the air? Absolutely, yeah. Incredible! Wow. Yeah, that was the most Spinal Tap shit I've ever yeah. seen on a fish stage. That was another great thing about Twitter was all the conspiracy theory that happened the following days, where people were like, "That was all planned." They're like, "Fish, they're, they're the greatest trolls in the history of music. It was planned." Did you think that? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't think it at all. He looked terrified. Did he did. Mike looked shook that he was stuck up there. Fishman was having a great time making fun of him. Yeah, I, I love that. It yeah. was so good. Some of the commentary from Fish. Yeah, uh, he was like. Uh, Trey's like, this will be one of the great rock and roll deaths. And Fishman's like, oh, you won't die from up there. We'll, you'll just get maimed. You'll just get maimed. Yeah, maimed. Death don't hurt very long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he did mention Spinal so Tap too. Good. Which, you know, it, it, other than the dub music, uh, one of the great things Mikado ever did was learn all the Spinal Tap songs. Yeah. Like we peppered Spinal Tap uh, throughout our shows and... God damn it. I'm surprised no one's done that, you know, of all the tributes. Yeah. I, I still think there's, you know, even though we've all done the tribute thing to death in this town, uh, yep. there's still some, uh, you know, untapped uh, wells of, of goodness there that, that need, I mean, just because they're so fun. Yeah. I mean, I remember last time, you know, I I'd played in enough Heartburn shows to, you know, like a lifetime of Heartburn shows, and uh, but I went and saw y'all at Oscar Blues, and I was like, fucking yeah this is so <laughs> funny I know all these songs you know uh and it'd been just long enough that i needed some talking heads yeah. in my life you know because typically like if i want to hear the dead i don't listen to dead i listen to the great fucking dead yeah <laughs> uh you know if i want to hear fish i'm not listening to a live one i'm listening to fucking listening fish. To fish so yeah. uh that's the thing it's, it's just a live experience right yeah. so um and you know for me like you know certain bands like uh uh, I never saw Bowie, so you know, if when we played Bowie or, or Prince, like I never got to see Prince. So sometimes playing those live is it brings a you know uh, new appreciation of, for these great guys. You know, I'm really yeah. grateful to Rock and Roll Playhouse for for forcing me to <laughs> to learn this music because uh, it's it, it's like uh, the next step in our music education. Absolutely, yeah. learn some new tricks. Yeah, you yeah. get to dig into the, the vault of other of other heroes, of other greats. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Bowie one, was, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and with Prince, like, there's this dude, uh, Joseph Reese, who sings, and it's, 
he can do that like kiss you know that song kiss yeah. gets so high tippy toe like acapella high and he's uh. just keeping it on time and funky and powerful and 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 just so high it's a i can't even fake falsetto up yeah. there, you know and he's like yeah. singing for real it's pretty amazing so you know i'm, I'm meeting new people through this thing and, and uh you know like jacob is yeah. awesome on guitar he's in the yeah. prince thing too and, yeah. and uh and just learning certain tricks that these guys did um you know like uh a lot of songs that we listen to have uh long jams kind of like you know i was thinking about the bowie uh song that we were talking about earlier um heroes and there's just these subtle grooves like these backbeats and, and shit that the drummer's doing that uh uh, they don't get in the way of anything, but they totally, yeah. if you keep doing it over and over, it yeah. gets more and more intense. Yeah. And that was the cool thing about the, the Talking Heads, too, is like I'd be playing, I'd feel like I'd be playing the same groove for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but then like all of a sudden the band's blowing up and I didn't do anything different. Whereas usually yeah. the drums are like pretty instrumental and in right, lifting the, yeah, lifting the mood. Yeah. 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 Like uh, I think about stages of a rocket. Yeah. You know, and, and the, those those ignitions are usually drummer related. They yeah. involve bass and drums, you know. Yeah. But it's so it's cool when you can just play the same thing over and over, and the band, you know, through no fault of its own, gets more intense. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then the audience is frothing at the yeah. mouth. I love that. I I think Brian Eno was on Heroes. I think he produced some really? of it, like, which is which is a lot of the cool underlying uh some of that background stuff that you just you just love and you don't know why you love it but it's, yeah, it's you there you hear it really yeah but i think Eno did did that and of course like the remaining light out he worked with david Byrne a ton um, and then he he did that paul simon album real late uh or maybe maybe that album came out like 10 years ago but it's called so beautiful so what hmm. i don't know i think uh, but anyway, there's a Paul Simon album that he did late late in his career that had, it, you know is all over it, and it's a fantastic record. And you you can kind of hear a little bit more of a lot of the percussive and uh, real spacey things that Brian Eno does. Yeah, I what did, a wizard! I need to listen to more Eno. Like I have the music for Airports and Life in the Bush of Ghosts. Bush of Ghosts is great. Yeah, but uh, he gets credit for a bunch of heavy shit that you know I. It's hard to, it's like Philip Glass or one of these people where it's like, I need to pull them out and really put them yeah. under a microscope. Yeah. This yeah. guy seems pretty, pretty badass. Yeah. How long did it take you to learn all those dance moves? <laughs> uh, it seemed like you just picked it up pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Like, well, I, did, I guess when you started playing in, in, uh, in high school is when you would have seen... Yeah. Stop making sense for the first time. And yeah, been exposed to these uh, electric dance moves. Yeah, I think by the time we were doing this Talking Heads Hoot Night and this tribute thing, I'd already seen Stop Making Sense a uh, hundred times or whatever. It, you know, it's such a great movie. Yeah, I mean, you've definitely put a lot of time. I think you know, yeah. of all of our, when I think about all the tribute bands, it's like Percy to Trey and you to, to David Byrne seem to have like. The most time spent really picking apart what makes yeah. them great and 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 really uh, <clears throat> you know taking when people cl- I think what you want is when you close your eyes as an audience member you feel like you're at that concert right right yeah um, yeah I'm lucky that there's a, a treasure trove of live Talking Heads videos on YouTube to where I you know there's all kinds of 
other antics and dance. Like the, the David Burns always loved dance. Like he just loves dance, and there's there's a lot of things that he does and incorporates into their shows that I think just watching that stuff and and learning and soaking it in and uh, just trying to imitate that. But uh, yeah, the 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 life during wartime uh, floppy arms thing. I I still don't know if I have that down yet, or yeah. or even the lamp dance. I've yeah, I've, that's pretty I've, involved. I've broken the lamp a few times. Have you? <laughs> yes. Oh man, I think uh, I think that show I was talking about that I went to at Oscar Blues when you uh, speaking of lamp dance, you proposed or something. Oh, or, yeah, you, you know. Yep. There was something going on. I couldn't really see. I was in the. I was by the bar, but I was like, "What is Andy up to up there?" Yeah. Seeing all the pictures of. You taking a knee and dropping some hints. I, I was, b- b- yeah, before that song started, I, I said, I'm going to dance with someone special this next song. And then I walked over and grabbed the lamp. And, what a romantic yeah. moment. I was terrified. It was, it was, it was crazy. I, I was thinking about uh, like Valentine's Day was before that show. And I was like, I, I could propose to her Valentine's Day or her birthday was like a few weeks later. And I was like, I could do it for her birthday. And, I remember talking to my little sister about it, and I was like, which one sounds better? Or I could do it at this show. It's kind of weird. It's at a it's at a brewery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oscar Blues Brewery. And, uh, and you know, there's this special song, and this is kind of what I'm thinking. And she was like, you have to do that. You, nice. you have to do it. And I, I pitched it to the band, and they were like, oh, my God, you got to do it. And Yeah, uh, that was a magic moment. It was, yeah. Very cool. And then y'all went, after you got married, uh, you went to like Patagonia or somewhere? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get some drinks. Will you talk about that? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess, yeah, we had always talked about going down to Patagonia. We were both somewhat fluent in Spanish, uh, Atlanta much more than I am. But because we knew Spanish, um, South America seemed like a great idea. And... uh we started off by going all the way down to the very, very bottom, almost the bottom of Chile to Punta Arenas and uh, had our sights on driving a little ways north up into Patagonia from there, going over to Argentina for a little bit and seeing one of the, uh, I want to say there's only two or three more um glaciers that are growing most of them are receding but there's a couple of growing ones and one of them is in el calafate argentina so we drove over there saw that went to torres del paine national park in chilean patagonia and then we ended our trip going up to santiago and then driving westward to the pacific and hung out on a couple of beach towns uh, went to the famous poet Pablo Neruda. We went to his uh, whimsical house, which was one of the highlights of the trip for both of us. But yeah, it was incredible. And one of the cool things about going down to South America is you don't, you, you can be flying for, you know, it, it, it could take you 16 hours to get all the way down to the bottom of Chile, but you don't suffer the jet lag that you do going over to Europe or. Or Asia, because you're 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 only time you're only plus or minus two or three hours, yeah, and so that's true. It's a long flight, it, though. A long, long Bro. flight. Yeah, I oh. was getting super like uh, restless leg syndrome when I went down there. You've been to you've been to Mendoza. Yeah, yeah. We we thought about that because when when we got to San, Santiago, it's like we could drive 
over the Andes and go to Mendoza wine country, or we could go west and, and head to the Pacific. And we we decided to go check out the beach, man. Yeah, well, can't be faulted there. It's a yeah. nice beach. But I remember seeing like uh, some videos, or uh, I think you posted some videos from there, right? Yeah. And you know, we're going across as like, Frozen, just wonderland. Yeah. Like mountains of ice and, and glaciers and freezing yeah. rivers. And that was so, so amazing. I've never seen anything yeah. like that. Well, the first night we were down there in Punta Arenas, we, the place we stayed at overlooked the Strait of Magellan, which is the craziest thing. But you're, you're looking out in the Strait of Magellan. I think there was an island of penguins that you couldn't you see penguins? but no i didn't ah, i didn't see any but it wow. was it was like it, it was right there like, it's so cool there's all these flags of the antarctic region you there's whales down there too yeah yeah but it was epic i would love to go back to chile and, and maybe do do that jump over to mendoza but then i would also like to go to that northern atacama desert part which i think is oh, some of the yeah. best like stargazing yeah they have in a the world. observatory there that's yeah. like the biggest in the world i think yeah, incredible. And, and the people of Chile, I think we, we kind of went down there with our guard up and like it, it couldn't have been nicer. Like everybody there was just amazing and happy to have us there. And uh, you see those dudes with machine guns. Nope. <laughs> really? Oh, man, I saw I, a bunch of dudes with machine guns. In, uh, in Chile? Yeah, uh, Chile and Argentina. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was just in the airport in Chile, so it was, you know, there's, it's just funny, like, our, our uh, security has a pistol, like a sidearm, yeah. but they're carrying, like, M16s, Yeah, it's, I, it's pretty intense. Maybe the only firearms I remember seeing was maybe at the border crossings, which, which was, uh, that, that was kind of fun, you know, crossing from Chile and Argentina and then back and... Yeah. Just wild alpaca or uh, guanacos is what they call them, just everywhere, and sheep crossing the road. And man, I, I I suppose if World War Three breaks out, that's one of the best places to go. It's it's desolate it's in the southern hemisphere. You know, there's yeah. the, well in Chile, they because it's so long and narrow, like you can experience so many different uh, yeah. you know regions for, and climates, right? And, yeah. yeah, topographies and. Yeah, there's all these microclimates. That's why it's hard to understand their wine because, you know, you're talking from snowy mountains to arid deserts to, you know, wetlands. I mean, just everything you can imagine. Yeah, you picked us out a great white Chilean wine. I think it was a Sauvignon Blanc. Mayu? Mayu, yeah. yeah it's fantastic. Great. Yeah, that's how I learned about that uh, that observatory. Is there, oh, that's right yeah. on the label. It has that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're they're tied in there. That's mm-hmm. that's the kind of the distinguishing feature of that mm-hmm. uh, uh, viticultural area. Yep, we got into pisco while we were down there, oh, which yeah. is a good drink. Though For sure. pisco sours. Yeah, even though the Chileans, would, even though they had their own pisco, they would still say that the Peruvian was better, and so we we sampled them both. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, when good Malia stuff. got back from Peru, she was loving the pisco yeah. sours. Oh, it's good stuff. Yeah. You don't really see that much here in Austin. It's not as, it's like the caipirinha. It's like just yeah. a drink that never really caught on. Yeah. I, but the rum tiki thing is, is, is uh, I'm talking like an Italian over here. I'm like, hey, well, I'm using my hands <laughs> uh, for no good reason. But uh, yeah, tiki drinks are really popular. Like rum, they're a little sweet for me. A little fruity, but yeah, you see Austin embracing the tiki culture. Yeah. I want to get down to uh, to Patagonia and see some penguins and whales. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, our our main before they're gone. 
our main dream, well, our, our mission going down there was to be able to kayak uh, somewhere where there was a glacier. And there were kayak adventures um, in the Torres del Paine National Park called, uh, the lake was called Lago Gray. And the weather was real bad that day. And it was our one chance to be able to go out there and kayak in this frozen water near a glacier. And it, it didn't didn't pan out. But we still took a boat ride up to the glacier. And it, yeah, and that must have been wild. where the video I saw was from. But yeah. uh, it looks so amazing. Yeah, we, we saw two, yeah, two different glaciers. It's nice to there. know that uh, there's some glaciers growing. Because like, all you hear yeah. about is... The great melting of the Arctic. And... I, th- I think there's I think there's less than six. There might even be only like two or three that are still growing, and the rest of them are receding. But <laughs> Yeah, have you seen these projections of like, oh, yeah. you know, if, if the sea keeps rising, like these coastal cities are going to, yeah. you know, people are going to have to move. Like I'm already seeing maps of where people are going to move, like where the migration is, you know, it's like this... Tropical uh, island, yeah, the, the, yeah, re- the refugee be, counts that'll yeah. just spike when... Austin will be, for sure, inundated with people yeah. avoiding uh, New Orleans and Houston and, you know, Houston floods. I was down there and it was just, like, drizzling all day, so it wasn't yeah. even, like... The rainstorms in Houston could be torrential, but this was, like, pretty yeah. light rain. But it was there was flooded parts, you know. My car yeah. skidded a few times, it was like... Oh, man. man, this is uh, this is zero. This is this is what sea level land looks like, you know, built on a freaking marsh or yeah. whatever. Learn to swim, <laughs> yeah. Learn to code, <laughs> learn to swim, y'all. Man, so yeah, man. I mean, I it, you know, if the sea keeps rising, which it looks like it is, uh, and you know, another thing that freaks me out is just like, even in the brief period of time I scuba was a scuba diver, which I still consider myself one. I just too broke to go scuba diving it's pretty expensive it's like skiing you're like wait where did that twelve hundred dollars go this morning um but uh you could just see the bleaching of the coral you could see the dying you could see the um the less uh population density of fish uh year after year and it was man it's kind of depressing Mm -hmm. you know a lot of uh a lot of um ocean uh, pollution and uh like the Great Barrier Reef, I got to scuba dive that, and, and they were just saying how uh, I was like, I didn't really see a lot of life. They're like, well, should have been here ten years ago. Uh, <laughs> but that's how fast things are changing in the ocean. You know, yeah. we're lucky to have these dudes like Boyan Slat picking up the the Great Pacific plastic patch or whatever you know, yeah, right? Um, because that's a you know that's that's what I'd like to hear more from the presidential candidates, which I feel like I don't hear enough yeah. of. Yeah, like that's what I want from a president. I was thinking, like, you know, since it's so controversial to recommend Bernie, I mean, I'm probably going to vote for Bernie. You know, if, mm-hmm. if he makes it to that to yeah. November, yeah. Uh, like, I think a Bernie Tulsi ticket would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have you know military service. You got this, you know, kind of guy who actually could win. You know, I don't think Tulsi could win on her own, and. uh and then you'd have this like kind of attack on the the wealthy and 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 against war and pro environment. Like I think Bernie's for all that, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. you know just uh, more common sense and peace and less religion and dogma and hate and fear. This is you know like yeah. there's a lot of metrics that show Trump doing a pretty good job. Like mm-hmm. I mean there's you know 
a lot of my family's Trumpers, and and they're like, look at all these yeah. facts, you know, look at your stock portfolio, for example. Like, are you doing mm-hmm. good? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. So you know, there's yeah. just there's certain things he, you know, he said he was going to do all these things, and he did a lot of them. So, uh, and and he certainly is shaking things up. Like he's he, yeah. he really shook up the status quo. He's very disruptive. I think disruption yeah. is a major theme right now in America, and. Uh, and if there's anyone who's more disruptive than that guy threatening nuclear war on Twitter, I don't know who it is. Uh, so, you know, I see why, and this is why I fear he's going to win again, yeah. is that yeah. the impeachment was like our the last chance to, you know, our last missile. And not only is he going to get acquitted, and, and this is all going to be uh, a stain on the Democrats' yeah. uh, long history of failure, but it's going to be, uh, he's going to have more power because right. now all of a sudden it's cool. He's to gonna talk even bribe. more shit. Yeah, <laughs> God, it's just like everything backfires. You know, he's gonna get that in your face. Yeah, he's Love just dunking dude. on yeah. major institutions, yeah. and it's uh, it's driving me crazy. Like, yeah. I, there's a certain part of me that just has to concede defeat to this yeah. orange menace. Yeah. <laughs> Driving me crazy. I mean, that's a, yeah, that's a major draw of Twitter. Just to see what your president is yeah. saying. I mean, we've never had this kind of. You know, Obama would tweet like presidential shit, like "Oh, on this day, you know, yeah, uh, whatever." Rosa Parks, you know, sat in the front of the bus. Or what, you know, cool shit. You know, yeah. like little like uh, historical moments in the great uh, American story. And and this is like. Shifty Schiff and Crazy Nancy have failed again, and they suck my dick. And you're like, what? This is the president? Like, how? Ah, oh. it's terrible. It's exhausting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it really. Yeah, it is kind of funny too, which is what I hate about it. It's so entertaining. Yeah, it's just yeah. like uh, the social justice warrior piranha school. It's uh, yeah. I pay attention. Yeah, I hate it, and I pay attention yeah. to it. It's a it's, Take it away. Yeah, one of the great things about Twitter is being is I think you need to follow the other side as well because if you you know if you just get the you know the left wing if you just follow anybody any and everybody from the left wing you just get that one perspective and so I like following the people on the right as well just to kind of it it gives me better better metrics is like you know how to base my own decisions off of yeah yeah there's a lot of crazy shit going on yeah and a lot of people yell at rogan for having these people you're talking about on his show but just to your point it's really uh helpful to hear these other viewpoints because you don't want to live in an echo chamber that's what got us in this situation in the first place yeah yeah i i can't be mad at anybody that only watch watches fox news if i'm only listening to one side of the platform you yeah know, and you know a lot of people are just listening to fox news yeah, like that which only. is horrible yeah but you know i mean at least trump and fox aren't buddies anymore because he's been attacking fox and vice versa yeah uh for the last few months yeah yeah so you know it's good to see that you can't tie a network to a party or a certain yeah. demagogue you know but yeah, anybody that's anti-environmental, like I, I kind of don't get the pushback on you know the Greta Thunbergs who are who are pushing, you know, environment policies. They're, they're trying to be to to push that envelope. Like anybody who's against that, like why why wouldn't you want to protect our one totally. and only planet? Like yeah, we I just, all breathe this air yeah. and drink this water. 
Mars isn't ready yet, you know? It'll never be ready. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, that's like 200 years plus of, like, terraforming before yeah. humans can even consider that yeah. shit. So it's I, crazy. I don't know. I, I Yeah, anybody who, who's who's not into the environment or saving the planet, I, I don't get it. Yeah, and, and I think war ties into that because war has got to be one of the most polluting things ever. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. You can't yeah. just blow shit up all the time <laughs> and move tanks and all these, you know, artillery around and f- flying planes and and uh, aircraft carriers and sub and drones. I mean, burning oil rigs. Yeah, these are all. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Can we talk about how uh, the Deepwater Horizon or whatever is still gushing oil, <laughs> or like the pipeline that wasn't going to break in uh, North Dakota or whatever is still. It's I mean, these yeah. um, these disasters are swept under the rug. I mean, the, the, but the, they're the should be one of the most pressing things. Like, meanwhile, we're talking about people are up in arms about Rogan endorsing Bernie. Like, what the uh, fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, there are real problems out there. Yeah, you know, there are like continents on fire. Dude, yeah, Australia is on fire right now. California, you know, chewed up with fire. There's yeah. fire all over. There's mass protests in all these major cities like Hong Kong and uh, Venezuela and, and, and America yeah. and all over the world. And um, and we get caught up in these silly Twitter non-events. And that drives me crazy. Yeah. I'd like to see in 2020 a uh, kind of return to reason. Yeah. When you have focus on what's, can we just, as a society, as as left progressive people, can we just come up with three things to focus on? You know, yeah. like, yeah. and the environment should definitely be in the top three. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Education probably a big one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, I know that the war thing is not for everybody. I've always thought that you know less war is better. And that's another thing I'm confused with. Democrats is like uh, we're when. I felt like when Obama was like, we're leaving Syria, everyone uh, flipped out. Or he's like, no, he's like, we're going to war with Syria. And everyone flipped out. And he's like, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to war with Syria. <laughs> and then Trump pulls of, uh, troops out of the Middle East and everyone gets mad at him. It's like, what do we want here? Yeah. What side are we on? What's do we really want troops over there or not? Yeah. You know, uh, we need to, we need to like get some unity on uh, the left and, and really get a president who, could live long enough to be reelected and he's actually yeah. in touch with you know like mayor pete's probably you know in tulsi are the only people i can think of that are really you know andrew yang yeah, yeah. yang's um, cool yang yeah he's got a lot of great ideas like he, he kind of seems like one of the few that's really looking forward to where we're heading and what can we do about that now so yeah i i i like the i like the yang platform me too yeah that guy's cool yeah. He's got a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh he cusses a lot. He's a baller. Yeah, he's a baller. <laughs> he likes math. Yep. He's always got his math pin on. Yep. Yeah, man. I like it. we just need to like stop uh can't self you know, like cannibalizing basically. Yeah. Self destruction is part of the Democrats' failures. Like we have uh this infighting and you know, it's like uh seems like the establishment is like Biden, Biden and everyone's like I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't trust. 
Well, Joe's a grumpy old man. One thing that would help would be to have that odd-numbered party system. I think we're we're like the last superpower that we we have an even-numbered party system, and it's always going to be one versus the other. But if if you could, yeah. if we could somehow drive that spike down the middle that doesn't cater to either side, you know, and 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 that's the person you get in the seat. Then yeah, I would like that. Yeah, I think I think all of the other superpowers have have an odd-numbered so that. There's there's kind of more of a balance. And what do you think about the idea of like a council, like a Jedi council instead of a president? That'd be pretty cool. I would love a Jedi council. Yeah, it's like people in society just you know, it's it's like you don't even run. Yeah, you just like society just lifts you up. Fellowship of the ring. Yeah. Yeah, your tribe is just like this is our leader. Yeah, and then you just have all these tribal leaders together deciding together i'm down with that That'd yeah be cool yeah yeah i dig that too <laughs> uh what um well, enough about politics everyone's sick of this yeah. topic so uh what, what back to music what what are you excited about uh musically uh, did you did you dig that trey show i loved it yeah we saw mm-hmm. the austin show we had to leave a little bit early because we're we're in the we're in the babysitter land yeah. now and yeah, i guess uh, it's harder for you to go see shows these days yeah yeah when, when we both want to go um i think we picked a time that we were going to be home and and it worked out great i think we we told the babysitter we were going to be back at eleven thirty, and um holland has slept through the night without any problems since she's three months old like she's golden baby sleeps through the entire night and on tray band night in in austin at about eleven thirty, she was like waking up and um, not and y'all sleeping. Have, like, monitors now on your phones? Well, no, we just uh, we were getting texts from the babysitter and and her mom, who's a dear friend of ours, and she's like, "All right, Holland's awake and she's crying now. She's playing around a little bit, and she never does that, but it just so happens since since we weren't there." It, yeah. She so was, wasn't happy about it. Yeah, so we got home at the perfect time. Had to miss like the last twenty five percent of the show, but. Um, you know, we, yeah. we we were there, and that's better than not, not being there. But have that, you seen the Black Pumas yet? I have not seen the Black Pumas. I, I got to get. I think there's still Monday tickets available for stubs. So really, you know, okay. if you want me to pick up some tickets for us, yeah, you can get a you get a hall pass. Yeah, I can get a hall. I know. Pass I know. Atlanta that. got a hall pass for Billy Strings. I saw her. At that that's show. right. She got a hall pass for Billy Strings. I also, um, when David Byrne was in town for ACL Fest, I got to see him at the Tobin Center in San Antonio. Oh, cool! Which sold out. Sold out. Eat but, that uh, tray. Yeah, yeah. You can suck David Byrne's yeah. cock. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, when David Byrne was here in town, I was like, you know, don't bother with the ACL set. You need to see him in a theater with the light show and yeah. the and the and the full two set. And so I, I sent her to the, to Bass Concert Hall to see that. Or I, I didn't send her, but I was like, you you, you have to <laughs> like go. Like a flag monkey. It's a demand. And yeah, she went with uh, good old Jeff Hollis uh, and crew and Janice. She wrote in, uh, yeah. So, yeah, she was at Billy Strings. Yeah, I got to meet him while he was in town. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, I remember I that. I told you about that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he was he was. Uh, surprised how hot it was i should have just stuck with you because you met him after we played our rock and roll playhouse set and i like oh yeah had to take my stuff to the car or whatever and then you're like hey uh, i just met david byrne i'm like yeah i mean that artist village man it's amazing yeah you know like uh i was uh, you know i was 
by Ice Cube and you know all these great you know yeah, uh, what's awesome. it D Antwoord you know all these yeah. crazy characters uh, with that what's that young band of uh, like pretty boys from Jersey who sing like Zeppelin uh, like they're like they were uh, who else was back? the National was back there I yeah. think uh, uh, that, that's, that's not this band though you talking yeah. about the the Lemon Twigs yeah <laughs> yeah they were I ate lunch with them uh, yeah. but it's just a cool way to rub elbows yeah. with uh, with you know festival level national festival level. I got to chat with a couple of his percussionists. I, I loitered, loitered around the artist village hoping to maybe stumble across him, but I, I, I chatted up a couple of his mm. percussion players. He was very visible. He was not. Yeah. You know, he's like Mike Gordon. He's not scared of all, uh, scared at all of being seen and yeah. approached. And That's awesome. Having boring conversations. Yep. Ha- haven't met the man yet, though. But uh... Man, I saw... Uh... Saw a couple bands last last year that I hadn't seen before, like Bird and the Bee. You know them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're badass. Yeah, and like it's a duo, but the guy doesn't travel. She's like he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> if you know him, he would never do this kind of thing. You know, <laughs> like tour. And, yeah, it's not for him. It's like oh, okay, yeah. you know they have a functioning band, and, and she gets to be the star. But it's the, it's the first time I'd seen like a duo where only one of them tours. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that, the touring it, it's Billy Strings was the first time I'd seen that guy. He's amazing, God, flat picker. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Alana stumbled across him either at a Dell Fest or uh, the John Hartford Festival, uh, and, and yeah, blown away. Was telling everybody about this Billy Strings kid, and yeah, now he's just erupted. So good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great to see that kind of talent. All right, I'll have to tell her that uh that that I am owed a hall pass for the Billy Strings show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, while we're while we're keeping tabs here. Yeah, what what can be your uh, hall pass? Oh man, I uh, I think uh uh the Yacht Rock band's coming back. I'm oh, definitely going to go catch them. I haven't been, but there. you you go every time. Every right? freaking yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. It's silly as fuck, but I mean those guys are good. Yeah, those boys are good. Are they are, are they the yacht rock band out of Atlanta that mm. own that club Venkman's? Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> Venkman. A live, yeah, a live one has played Venkman's a, oh, a few wow. times, and yeah, total Ghostbusters theme. Wow. In their green room, they have this. Uh, there's paintings all over the wall, but one of them you can look out into the crowd from standing on top of a table. But on the other side, it just looks like a mirror. But, oh wow! So yeah, I, I think they Thank can like you. they can like see when the crowd is ready. Peter Vanquist. That's Vankins. funny. Yeah, I read about that, but I didn't know that was still uh, an operation because I think they usually play the Variety Playhouse in Atlanta. Yeah, they they've probably outgrown Vankman's. It's, yeah. it's not huge. They serve like amazing food there. The food there is incredible. Oh. It's not a huge venue, but I think it's like it's theirs. It's kind of yeah. they're making enough. Dude, they wear like the blouses and the <laughs> bell bottoms and the white shoes. I mean, they're like they all have aviators on and like long hair and like fans that'll blow their hair back. You know, for yeah. a dramatic effect. But uh, I'd been harassing them on Twitter that they never play Salem, which seems like the quintessential Yacht Rock yeah, song. And then they opened up the last show with that. Nice. Yeah, that, I feel like I have a hand in that. Yeah. I might not have. But Le- I'm it's a Lake Travis gem. I'm going to tell myself that was my Salem. Yeah. Because I was like, dude, uh, what could be more Yacht Rock than Salem? Yeah. Well, reach out the next time you know they're coming and... Uh... I'll pass. I'll meet you at the show. Yeah, I'll pass. I'll, yeah, we'll we'll have to get on the early, uh, you know, petition for the hall pass. You know, <laughs> so, so no surprises. This is coming. 
Yeah. You gonna see any of the fish shows? They just released their summer dates. They're not coming anywhere near here. Yeah. Um, like Arkansas, maybe. Prob- yeah. Colorado? I've got a lot of good, I've, I've got some really good friends in Nashville, and I actually, in 2015, did a, a, a Tuscaloosa, Nashville run with, mm. with these with these fine people, and uh, the Ascend Theater in downtown Nashville is incredible, ah. and they're, I think they're playing two nights there, that that would be a fun stop. Nashville would be, Nashville yeah. Fish. Yeah, I, I don't know, I don't, I don't think I'm going to make any of them. Me neither. And and I would love to, but the the worst part about going on fish tour is having to leave fish tour. Yeah, and the reacclimation. It, it's is... it's so tough to to leave it and knowing that it's continuing on. So yeah, I I love the webcast. Me I, too. I, I I don't mind spending money on that at all. No. It's not that expensive. Twenty four ninety nine. My bathroom's real close. All the Dude, my bar yeah. smokes any bar. Yeah. <laughs> Way cheaper. Yeah, but uh, I mean, but going to the tab show at the Moody reminded me of like that atmosphere is is worth the price of admission. When when you do get to go like that, I I just love that. Yeah, it, it's you, you don't get that with the webcast. You, you get the, you get the jams. You get to experience it's, a lot yeah. of it. But the lights and the smells and the and uh, just watching your, those people. Yeah, your neighbors just boogieing the fuck down yeah, next the, to the you. People I watching love it. Is worth the price of admission. God, yeah, I mean, really, the lights are unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's uh, Chris Caroda is the most underrated guy in rock and roll, in my opinion. I mean. Yeah. Now that the whole all the trusses can move, it's it's the most psychedelic. It's like being a at a Disney World ride or something. Yeah. You're like, whoa, this is this is so immersive and yeah. alive. Like what they were amazing when they were static, but now that they can yeah. all move, you're like, get out of here, right? Never seen one of those get stuck though, have you? <laughs> no, no. Although. You know, uh, at uh, Big Cypress New Year's, yeah, uh, half the rig malfunctioned. That's right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah man. So Kuroto was not having yeah. that the peak experience that so many of us were. Yeah, twenty years ago that fucking show. God. Yeah, we were both there. I was there with the with the Jabarvi crew. We all made that drive. Epic. Yeah, man. Man. Yeah. Did was... you listen to the After Midnight podcast? No. It's uh, Osiris Media that also... Tom Marshall does That's his does Under the, the Scales. Yeah. The 36 from the vault. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, they they have... I think it's only five episodes, but it's after midnight, and it's the the recollection of, oh. of the Big Cypress event. It's, yeah, it it's weird. awesome. They, uh, one thing I forgot about uh, was those uh, the Native Americans that lived there. Yeah. They, they learned some songs together. Yeah. And, uh, you know... Chief Jimmy, or I can't remember what his... Uh, God, I just listened to that podcast, but yeah, the the chief came out and did like a blessing for everybody, like right off the bat. Yeah, and, and they were like rockers. <laughs> I was yeah, like, no way. Dude, these guys know how to rock and roll. What a wild ride! These Native Americans, who knew? God, I remember looking over to the car next to us when we were sitting in that like eighteen hour long wait in Alligator Alley. I, I remember seeing like retired elderly people just looking at the map and shaking their head like, yeah, like how what the hell's going on? Yeah, it's how like, could this happen? You're stuck. Like, yeah. there, there's no getting to the... No, you're going to have to turn around and drive yeah. all the way to like, you know, uh, Orlando. Naples or yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, that was the worst traffic I've ever been in in my entire life. Yeah. Like, I, you could actually fall asleep on the interstate and someone would just come wake you up yeah. and you'd catch up. Yeah. 
And then some people were like leapfrogging, <laughs> you know, like I know one of these fuckers is going to be yeah. asleep. One of these wooks is going to be passed yeah. out with a balloon in his mouth. Everybody going in the bathroom in the, yeah, just on the shoulder. Of his yeah. Right and there were like there. alligators out there. Like yeah. when, you know, during the day, you're like, there are dinosaurs all along this road. This is crazy. <laughs> what a great experience though, man. Big Cypress. Yeah. That was, uh, it's, you know, other shows seem. I mean, any fish show you see after that is going to be like, yeah, but one time. Yeah. They played like 30 hours in two days. Yeah. And that was, God. that was the greatest. Incredible. Yeah. For a band with such a deep catalog to see them play all night. And it's, you know, speaking of that, speaking of fish, like it nowadays, it seems like they're doing whole tours with no repeats. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. That's above and beyond. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the stats guys love that. Yeah. We're stats guys. Yeah, absolutely. We love that stuff. Yeah. For sure. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, is that, are they setting an expectation? Yeah. Like now we can just expect no repeats ever. Like, was it, is it going to turn into like a year with no repeats? Right, yeah. Yeah, when they play Down to Disease in between like a five show run, people are going to be like, oh. Yeah. I already saw it down with disease this year. Fish Twitter will complain. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's more reason for us to be insane. Uh, who else? Uh, you know, speaking of Krogben, uh, back to them, they started releasing uh, music with lyrics. This guy, Leon Bridges, you hear that? Oh, no. Huh? Yeah, I man. love Leon Bridges, though. Oh, yeah? I'd never heard he's, of him. Yeah, he's a Fort Worth cat. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so he... Uh, they have a song called like Texas Stars or Texas Sky or something like that. Okay. Texas Sun. Texas Sun. That sounds right. Anyway, some astro- astrological object with uh, following <laughs> Texas. And uh, I don't know, man. It's super cool. Like, it sounds like uh, it would be in a Tarantino movie, you know? Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, awesome. Tarantino has that style. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, you can tell. Like, when, when I hear a certain song, I'm like, that's going to be a Tarantino yeah. song, you know? Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know. I, it just has that kind of vintage uh, yeah. quality to it. It's yeah. super cool. Krungbin is a great new band. Billy Strings is a great new follow. Yeah. Um, I, I love Tiny Desk concerts. Like, we'll, we'll just sit around and while we're making dinner, whatever, put on Tiny Desk shows. Which Krungbin was. They, was they had a great one, yeah. There was a guy I found on there. His name is Jacob Collier. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar yeah, with I've him. I've heard of him. Re- really unique stuff. Like, it's completely different music i think he's playing emos in april i might need a hall pass for that right. too but uh flying that shit up I, yeah uh, yeah i i like his style he he gets uh yeah i think uh i think lee turned me on to that that tiny desk concert yeah Get, i really remember anderson pack uh, i want to see him this year that guy's killing okay. he was on mark Marin recently and uh just he was on an album with uh outcast i think or maybe andre 3000 mm. but it was Fucking classic soul funk, you know. Damn, just, I gotta hear that. I, lo- I love Andre yeah, 2000. Dude, it was amazing. It was a great video that goes with it, which yeah. know, people don't. You get bonus points for me for making a, a video, you know. Yeah. Like when we were growing up, music videos were the shit. Yeah. Like Michael Jackson would come out with, like, you know, 
uh, what was that? Remember the time with all these effects and special, yeah. you know, uh, special guys like Eddie Murphy was in it, right? Or, or the sidewalk and Billy Jean when it's lighting up yes. as he stepped, or like uh, you know, the cinematic Guns and Roses, yeah, uh, or like November uh, Rain, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or Don't Cry, you know, you feel like you're watching a movie yeah. while you hear this song, you know, or like even Garth Brooks was releasing epic videos and. Um, I just miss that. One of my favorite songs and music videos before I even knew that I, I loved this band was Touch of Grey. Like I loved oh, yeah. that song and that and that video. I loved the you know the scare, the skeleton marinettes at the yeah. end, like playing on stage. And I, I didn't even know the Grateful Dead at that time, but I was like, I love this song. I love this video. Have you seen the video for Hell in a Bucket? I have not. Oh my god, dude! Unbelievable. <laughs> Because yeah, the dead started too. making videos in the eighties. Yeah, uh, yeah, hell in a bucket. Like Bob's got a duck for some reason. You know, there's like a biker in a fancy place, like biking down the middle of the uh, the bar or ballroom or whatever, and just some like dated clothes and some yeah. bad guys and some fast women. You know, it's like yeah. that classic rock and roll trope. That's a, that's a great tune. Yeah, man. You, I think you, they did "Foolish Heart" was another one that uh, is a overlooks dead song what yeah. one of my favorites to yeah. play it's like yeah. kind of yacht rock dead yep yeah man Good stuff you, you do a great bob weir like yeah. I, I i think you you could close your eyes and and you hear really the weirisms oh, yeah yeah it's Thanks. real good it's nice to nice to hear yeah i'd certainly put a lot of time into it. I, you know i um <clears throat> i was a you know, like you, probably like a car singer, shower singer, whatever, like just sing, karaoke, like yeah. any chance. I was in choir as a kid, so like singing, I feel like some people have a like a mental hang-up with singing, you know, like it's yeah. a little too, you know, they have no self-confidence with it or whatever, mm-hmm. or they think it's silly or they, they have no faith in themselves to uh, to hit the notes. So um, I, I'm always drawn to people who don't mind singing. Yeah, yeah. I like I like a good like going to a karaoke night. Or, yeah, in, in J- Japan, uh, karaoke is a thing. Like, it's just, oh you yeah, just do it. Philippines too. Or, oh yeah, yeah, Philippines. Yeah, I had no idea what a karaoke master you are <laughs> until we we <laughs> we right, did man. that alive one tour together, and we were uh, we were in Fort Collins, Colorado, I think. Yeah. At the blind pig, and you you schooled us all and <laughs> how it's done. Well, it was I mean, great. Yeah, I cheat. I have a home system, so <laughs> I kind of. Uh, I mean, every now and then, I just got. I mean, it, people forget you have to practice it. You know, jam yeah. bands have oh, always yeah. treated singing as like this thing yeah. you have to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it it's like anything. You have to do it a lot to get good at it. You yeah. have to learn how to control your breath and how to sing from your God and, and to, yeah. and it's really just eliminating certain, yeah, I think podcasting is, is, is similar. Like I've learned to make less noise with my mouth or say, um, less or whatever, smack your, uh, make certain sounds. You're like, okay, this is annoying to listen to. So I'm just going to strip that away. So sometimes with singing, yeah. uh, which is tricky with Bob Weir shit. Cause he makes a lot of squawks and noises. <laughs> That are not really musical. Yeah. You know, maybe people expect it, but if I don't yeah. do it, are people going to, you know, I doubt I'm going to get any complaints. Yeah. yeah. That I didn't, uh, you know, blow my throat out squawking like uh, yeah. Bob Weir. David, yeah, David Burns the same way. But he, he makes those noises intentionally. Uh, the random weird barking and... Oh, oh, and uh, what's a good example? I'm trying to think... I, 
Slippery people. He does the. Oh, yeah, that's right. Artist only. I paid that. You know, he's just uh, singing. Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't even know how he come up with that, but yeah, yeah. man, I, I I would love some of the some of the, my favorite parts in, in playing that Talking Heads music with you guys was um, we were at the parish one time and. Right when in Road to Nowhere, when you're like, "There's a city in my mind, and I want to take that right," and they kick on the disco ball, <laughs> and it's just like everyone's just like <laughs> trapped and set in a circular motion. Yeah, and the music just explodes, and the lyrics are pumping. Epic. Oh god, everyone's singing along, man. That's Love that's the kind of shit dude, that very few people that aren't in tribute bands get to experience. You yeah, it's so unless good. you are really good at writing music and. Uh, if people learn your songs and you know yeah and you write shit that that's that that is that good yeah which uh I don't hear a lot of that you know that level yeah yeah I mean I saw that uh ACL burn show and it was cool I you know I I don't know if I like breaking a drum set into seven eight people I appreciate it on an artistic level but yeah there's something about just like the kind of jankiness of the early talking heads that, you know, Chris and Tina and Jerry, you know, like there's just a, that's, that's some of my favorite shit. I mean, even though I watch more of the Rome 80, uh, stop making sense shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a certain, like the, the, the juju, the magic, the love, the, the, uh, organic kind of new wave punk rock thing that they were so good yeah. at is really just captured in that first yeah. iteration. That live release, the name of this band is Talking Heads, where they have the 77 through 79 album, and then they have the 81 to 83. I love, love that 77 to 79. It's amazing. It's so good. It's so tight. Like, they really worked out every little part, Yeah, you know? Which, when you're you're into jazz and and jam band music, it's like, there's a lot of just improv and noise and whatever, but, um, man, those guys worked out every nook and cranny. Yeah. Yeah, he never played complicated beats, but I, I love Chris France's drum tones. Like everything from his cymbal to the kick to the snare, like it just—it's yeah. all real tight and crispy very and dancey. Yeah, very yeah, dancey. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. good and very uh, uh, linear. I mean, he just keeps the tempo for yeah. a long time. It just—he's just, he's just uh, services the music, and uh, and just like the Krongman uh, guy doesn't—you know—he's not there for. Uh, you know, if you compare him to say Keith Moon or Tommy right. Lee or any of these kind of showboat drummers, you know, I mean, they just look over the top, right? When drummers can just be like Neil, Ringo, Neil or, Peart, you know, Neil Peart yeah. also just you know uh, plays a lot of notes. Yep, you know, he's all over the place. Yeah. But uh, I like these these guys that just uh, hold. I mean, I don't think I do it all that well, but it, that's like a discipline for that's like a study. So. When I'm practicing and why I already knew all the heads music when we started Heartburn was that was my practice music like that yeah. Michael Jackson like shit that's that's uh, on rails and has you know it's kind of A B A B C A you know like basic mm-hmm. song structure yeah. with tight fills and every you know and just less because uh, if you listen to the Dead it's it's different every single time right so it's yeah. almost like what's I don't even know it's real, but with, yeah. with these studio badasses like like uh, Chris Franz and uh, 
you know, Ringo or whoever was the, Quincy's drummer for Michael, <coughs> Michael Jackson's oh, band. Yeah. Just tight as fuck. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. every little thing is, is intentional and you can learn it like that. Yeah. And Prince's music was like that too. Like there's no uh, tomfoolery. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's the kind of stuff I like to practice so that yeah. I, can, I, I can loosen up and. Yeah, I just think the dead for, for me or Fish is is so much more expressive. Fish is very like Fish been soloing all the time almost. Like yeah. there's just these long fills and he's constantly like if you listen to that song uh uh off the undermined what's it crowd control, like he's just throwing everything he's got. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's a pop song, like that's like Chris Franz would not play that song that right. way, you know. But yeah. you could hear Chris Franz yeah. on that track. Um just doing the opposite thing Fishman does. Right. Yeah. But that's what I love about, about Fishman and Kreutzman, uh, is that they, they have an organic approach. Like every, every, every night that song, it's a new chance to reinvent that song. Or, yeah. You know. Yeah. That's um, right. Yeah. So, so it's, that's, that's a little more my style. It, as far as longevity goes, I get, yeah. I, I can get into that for longer. I definitely felt like I got my rocks off. You know, speak, speaking of uh, the, the dead with one drummer, like, they just swing so much harder. God, it's so good. Yeah, I, all due respect to Mickey Hart. I love that Morris Hotel. What was it 73, 74 with yeah, Jess Billy? Yeah, Wake of the Flood, Morris. Yeah. Oh, it's, so, it's so jazzy. Yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah, good. they're just so light and nimble. Yeah. Yep. And, and, like, their jams could, could uh, go more direct. I, I felt like if you listen to a Dark Star with two drummers versus, uh, and, and I mean later, because uh, obviously when Mickey was playing like shakers and weirdos and things, it was it was light and fluffy. But if you listen to a kind of a clunky '90s Dark Star versus a '73 '74 Dark Star from like say Dick's Picks um, two would be a good one or seven where uh, they can really go into places I've never heard them go. Like it just yeah. you take. You know, and, and the one thing they were saying on Dix, on the thirty six from the Vault podcast about Dick's Picks One, which is also a one drummer show, is that that show didn't have Donna or Mickey, right? So it was like really down to a case that like brass tacks dead, no external members that can because yeah. people love to hate on Donna for it, her squawking yeah, and singing do. out of yeah. key or whatever, and then they love to hate on Mickey because it seems like he doesn't even know where he is, right? And he's just making a racket back there. <laughs> Dix Picks One is is hot hot heat, dude. All those first Dix Picks uh, yeah. were, they were an event for yeah. for me and my my team growing up. You know, uh, like the yeah. guys that got me because it's like there's indoctrination teams with the Dead and Fish usually because it takes you're like look, there's a lot here, <laughs> and I'm gonna baby step you into the deep end here. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna start here at the step. You know, I'm gonna integrate you into this universe. And, yeah. uh, and you need someone to walk you along, kind of like that Scott Ackerman, Harris Whittles podcast, That's you know. so good. Analyze Fish. Analyze Fish, you know? right, where he's like, I'm going to take you into, you know, from hating this to, because that's a pretty natural progression with Fish. Like, yeah. Um, you know, you hear, let's go out to dinner and see a movie. And <laughs> you're like, this is nonsense. Or contact. Uh, you're like this is for kids. This is silly jazz for children. Yeah, and then uh, before you know it, you're listening to fish in your free time. Yep. Uh, so that's how it was for me, for sure. I have uh, to get into that that dicks picks. That sounds awesome. 
Uh, oh, the podcast? Yeah, the podcast. Uh, 36 yeah. from the vault. Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. I forget the name of the guy or even how I heard about it, but there, there's a guy, a comedian that, I think he was on Bill Burr, on Bill Burr's Monday Morning Podcast, but uh, he was he was taking, his podcast is called The 500, and he takes like Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums of All Time, and he does one a week, and he has a special guest mm. where he like gives them a week to listen to 500. it. 500. 500, yeah. He's like, <laughs> Does that mean he's going to do 500 podcasts? Yeah. That, he's like, we'll be done with this in the year, like 2039, yeah. or I, I don't even know what it is, but... Uh, um, the, the guy, the guy is a little bit annoying to me. So I, I got like three episodes in and I was like, I, I can't, I'm out. I can't do this. But the the second episode was an outcast album and I got into that record and it's incredible, which, uh, go, go circling back to our Andre 3000 nod earlier. That dude yeah. is one of the, one of the goats in, in rap music. Oh but yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, man. There's, I, I could probably get in like, as far as setting intentions for 2020 is like, I probably want to get into some nooks and crannies of music that you know that i've noticed but haven't really dove into you know and i would say outcast and andre you know I, there's some really so there's there's some garbage there but there's some great shit there for yeah. sure yeah you know and uh, and hip-hop in general no there's there's a lot of like intelligent hip-hop where you can uh where they're not talking about gang banging or there's no misogyny there's no homophobia like yeah. some of that or gangster rap that we listen to in yeah. high school yeah or you go back and listen to it it's kind of like the first uh, few minutes of delirious where you're like this is straight up homophobia <laughs> like yeah. this is not cool this is so unwoke yeah it's uh it's tough to listen to and you know it's just definitely not it's not for people like us that music is yeah. not made so you just kind of feel like i don't know i feel silly listening to some of that music even though i like it yeah, yeah. like uh spotify is like why wow, you listen to next episode i like a lot of dr <laughs> Dre. and i was like yeah well it's good you know but i feel like that guy from office space who's like you know rolls up the window and yeah. people actually notice that you're listening to this music Oh Damn, God. it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Ghetto Boys. Uh, you know, I'd say ZZ Top, Ghetto Boys, and Krong Band are the best thing. Maybe Lizzo, you know, yeah. to come out of Houston. Yeah. Yeah, so, absolutely. As a Houston guy, that's, uh, yeah, I feel some pride. But, yeah. That's yeah, a man. great lineup. It is. Yeah, Houston has, has definitely contributed to the, uh, to the great uh, music canon. Uh, have you have you seen um, any movies like uh, Parasite or 1917? Is the ones I just saw. Um, Christmas Eve day, we went and saw the the last installation of Star Wars. What do you think? And, uh, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, all I, right. I, I I liked it. I didn't have any problems with it. Um, it it I, I think it kind of like tapped back into you know kind of some of the early you know what i what i really liked about the original three uh yeah i didn't have a problem with it yeah it was kind of like pew 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 yeah yeah like oh this is fun the bad guys they're looking like they're gonna triumph and then and then good wins in the end with the with the help of some some bad guys yeah some cameos from the guys we know yeah 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 i I I really like the mandalorian as far as star wars world um I'm sure you have Disney Plus. I, we don't. I got to get into well, it. By the time yeah. Holland is wanting to watch it, yeah, it seems like mandatory. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be anyway. Mando's that. on that. Um, Mandalorian and Bill Burr, who you mentioned, yeah, is uh, the star of one of the episodes. Ah. And it's, it's, 
fucking hilarious. I mean, because he, he pretty much plays Bill Burr. You I know? fucking love that guy. I mean, he. I think he's the first to say like, I can only play myself. Yeah. You know, like I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not a real actor. You know? Yeah. Because if you watch him on Breaking Bad or any of the shit he's been on, it's like, oh, that's that's Bill Burr. Yeah. That's our guy. Yeah, I haven't I haven't made it to the theater a whole lot. I I think that the the baby was, you know, yeah, put, a little bit of a damper on that. But when we went and saw Star Wars on Christmas Eve, we went to the Alamo for all, which was super cool. And they're like, babies can be babies. Oh, and like they, during the day, they turn the sound down. They leave the lights partially on. Ah. They're like, they're like, keep your phone in your pocket. Everybody else, shut up. Babies can be babies, and, yeah. and it's super cool. That's right. That, I that we about have that. that. But uh, yeah, maybe yeah, I love the Alamo. If we can figure out more more movies and times to go do the Alamo for all, that'd be cool. Nineteen seventeen was intense. It's like one shot of this dude just like say, you know, it's kind of like Saving Private Ryan, where he's got you got to save this guy or this group of people or whatever. But um, it was really cool to just like get going with this character, and then like the camera never stops. It's kind of like a Grateful Dead second set, yeah. never, you know. Like, they start here, and then you go through this whole sequence of things without any p- pauses, and yeah. then uh, it's trying to be good, and it shows over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Yeah, man. Um, okay, 1917. Yeah, I'll check yeah, it out. I recommend that. Birdman was like, that. wasn't that just one continual? Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, or, or they did long, un- yeah. I love that, that in, almost that entire soundtrack was just a drum kit. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Oh, super cool. Yeah, I love that movie. I love Michael Keaton. I thought he was gone. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, recently, as far as viewing goes, I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but um, while Alana was on maternity leave, she she dug into Ozark while I was at work. Batman. Yeah, and so I missed out on Ozark. The third season's coming up in March, and she's like, I got to catch you up on this. And so we've been, we've been rocking, binging on Ozark lately, and that's good a, one amazing show yeah i only saw the first few episodes i, I dug it though really good i just kind of forgot about it's, it it's yeah it's intense but, even though that's one of the few shows rogan mentions on the regs yep it's a goodie what other podcasts are you listening to um, you mentioned burr rogan uh burr rogan um I, I i like uh tom marshall has uh fish lyricist tom marshall has his under the scales Sometimes he has some pretty cool people on there, or or he'll do a lyrics dive where he'll ask uh, fans to be like, "Hey, tell us about the lyrics to the Wedge or to Crowd Control or, or whatever," and he'll like dive in and be like, "Well, this is what I was thinking. What do you think I was thinking? This is what I was actually thinking when I wrote this." That's and cool. Yeah, it it's pretty cool if you're a, just an absolute fish fucking fish nerd <laughs> like I am. Hey, man. Speaking of the. I gotta ask this question because I realized I was like why did I like the second set of Trey so much less than the first I was like oh because there was a lot of like fish jams and and gotta jabooze and stuff that aren't really lyrical Mm -hmm. in the first set Uh, and then the second set was more like there's this common (laughs) I think she's eating a tennis ball now Bella's just eating a tennis ball but uh a lot of people couldn't stand the silly fish lyrics at the beginning. Right? Yeah. And so all of a sudden they, you know, and all of a sudden, 30 years later, they start writing songs like Miss You and uh, yeah. Joy and, and uh, these heartfelt, you know, tunes, which is, you know, I think another chunk of people hate those songs. Yeah. So how do you feel, you know, 
between you know about that shift uh, like are you a lot of people i know love all of it and they just happily laugh and on twitter you know i just i you know no one's griping about show of life or whatever like some of these songs that yeah. mean something to trey right but they're certainly not David Bowie and Bethlehem J. Right. Yeah. People hate on uh, backwards down the number line right. a lot, and I I I love that song, yeah. and that that might arguably that might be the song that got Trey to come back because Tom Marshall wrote that for Trey on his birthday, at, when Fish wasn't happening, and then sent him that, and that song was born. So that might have been why they're playing today. I don't know, but pe- people like to hate on that song, but. I love the silly, whimsical, and I also love, um, like these, the things that he's touching on now. Like, he, I think every show he's playing that, uh, Love is What We Are. It was a real tender song he played. I think it was yeah, in I the think first he set. The Trey song, or Trey show. Yeah, the Trey show here in Austin. I, I think he's been playing it at every show, but yeah, it, I, I love that stuff where he's like reaching into kind of these deeper, um, Human, human emotions and he's been through a lot yeah he's been through a lot I think he, he reads a lot of like spiritual books and uh, just self betterment empowerment and you know you hear that in a lot of the songs that he's writing and you know and then they just did Cosmo Vox which is all that stuff was just silly yeah you know? yeah that was a nice return to form yeah yeah I'm the glue to your magnet and spa- yeah. this is what space smells like and it, so and not for everybody, but it's certainly cool and, <laughs> yeah. and an amazing gag. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm called or what we're called when we just lap up every whatever they give us. I, I'm happy with it. And I would say fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it needs to be any more complicated than that. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I, I, I love it all. From, I certainly fall in jaded vet category. Yeah, uh, which I, you know, I'm a 1.0 guy. Although I like a lot of 2.0 stuff too. Now that I. Here's yeah. some of the new shit. I, I like some of the old shit better. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I don't, I, I don't like, you know, I, I don't like fish because of these sentimental lyrics. Like, you know, what they, you know, and it's a lot like relationships, you know. Uh, when you meet, you're like this maniac who's dripping off the ceiling and writing about Esther. <laughs> yeah. Songs about uh, the dolls that kill their the little girl that owns them. <laughs> Through these nightmarish hellscape Alice in Wonderland type stories, but um, you know, I feel like right in the from ninety three to ninety nine is the when you started to get songs from say Rift has some. Uh, I would say that's when shit starts changing to to lyrics actually meaning something, yeah, yeah. and uh, you you know like you could you could pick up on relationship uh, strife or, yeah. you know, just some like some deep thoughts that were like, Oh, okay. I'm not used to you guys making me, I'm used to y'all talking about cushion convectors and you know, ribbon reflectors, <laughs> uh, you know, slicing nipples and whatnot. So, uh, <laughs> give me a moment while I like, you know, adjust my entire, you know, kind of, uh, my frequency with you guys. And as you're singing mountains in the mist now and, and right. uh, Brian and Robert, and, you know, which are pretty yeah. touching songs, but, once you left that kind of, like, the phase of when Trey was balls deep in his oxys or whatever, like, that the heroin days is what it looked like to me, that that kind of peaked in Coventry. Yeah. Uh, that was the sentimental shit I liked. And nowadays, yeah. it's, it's so, he just seems so sober and like a camp counselor to me. I just, 
a lot of it's lost. Like it's just it's too yeah. fluffy or cheesier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bell is eating a tennis ball. It's probably gonna uh, cause some uh, weird sounds and yeah. indigestion later. Yeah, the the one <laughs> I'll be pulling like green <laughs> string out of her ass. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the 1.0 mid late 90s, it's fierce. Just so much ferocity yeah. in that music and reckless abandon. And now um n- now it's very it's it's not premeditated, but it's uh it it has more of a purpose. And but but it also kind of has a flow. It's more like a, a babbling brook than it is that raging Category five, white rapid river. Yeah, and sometimes it gets to those rapids. Yeah, yeah, know? it does. Like that, it's not that that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. It's just like the kind of chill out stuff is super chill now. You know, yeah. Like as soon as, as soon as uh, Joy and, and um, Shade, Fuego which I, I came out, I was like, and I'm, I don't know, I say Fuego, uh, the album, isn't that the name of the album? Yeah, Fuego. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there was some kind of. I don't know, and the, 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 they incorporate more Trey songs, which are te- seem to be, like if all those songs just lived in Trey land, that'd be great, right? You know, yeah, I could catch yep. Trey every other year. Yep. But when I go see Fish, I want to see Buried Alive and ACDC back. <laughs> yeah. I want to, you know, I want my slow songs to be like Tila and Mountains in the Mist, yeah, Brian and Robert. I would, I would love to catch an Esther. I, I, that's uh, one of my favorite tunes I've never seen. Yeah, you got to chase that. That's a good one. Yeah, chase that I, one all over the world because it's does it's, it's once a tour if you're lucky. Yeah, not yeah, not even. It's so rare. Like it has to be a, a baker's dozen where they're pulling everything out of the hat that they can to have that show that song come out. Yeah, I've, I've seen it a couple times, but it it took me uh, like nine years to see Divide Sky. Mm. That was just crazy. That song that song should be Epic. a more. I'd like to see I Am Hydrogen coming back between Mike's song, right? Yeah, and we can yeah. play with, uh They haven't played Buffalo Bill in a while, like some of these darker, older songs, I really... Yeah. I get, I get a mound. Yeah, that's a, a good one. Yeah, way. Oh, they busted out uh, at the uh, New Year's run, uh, they, Way. They played Way, yeah. yeah. I love Way. Dude, it's got some tasty uh, keyboard yep. uh, solo in <laughs> there. Uh, and and some of the funniest Mike lyrics. Yeah. What do you I, say? I'd like to see the Doniac Schweiss come back. You know, yeah, and, uh, that'd be that'd be cool. That would um, be cool. But yeah, I just don't know when I'm going to see Fish next. I guess I just have to settle with uh, the webcast. Yeah, it's it's a new paradigm. Maybe a it's, maybe a Dick's Run. Yeah, Dick's Run might yeah. be in order. It's been a minute. You know, I was uh, I was having dinner with Evan at uh, Evan Buzzarth at uh, Hop Dotty last night or two nights ago and he was like I went to Dick's and it couldn't get in yeah I've I've had that happen That's before crazy. too where it's I've, a stadium yeah I've had that happen before too where we've sat out in the parking lot you you can hear just fine it's not it's not the same experience as being in yeah. there but yeah wow. we've played after shows and just been shut out and yeah we we did that once with Heartburn. And yeah, no, I know. I was walking out during Harpua. Missed the most epic uh, encore that they've yeah. maybe ever played. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, it's certainly uh, a risk. There's some risks being taken. But, yeah, very cool. Yeah. And, and then they played a Talking Heads song. Yeah, Once in a Lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, there was a conspiracy theory that they were uh, throwing shade our way. Trying to, yeah. I'll take that shade. Take, take a little shot. Which yep. we'll take that shot. 
Yeah, man. So what's up with, uh, you know, what's the next step with the, uh, you're a homeowner now. How's that going? Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you fixing shit up this year? Like I'm working on my bathroom right yeah. now. Yeah. No, well, our house, we, the house we got was a 2004. So it was kind of move in ready though. I think it's getting to that point where we're going to need to start doing fixes, but, um, I, I but love you just see something like you want to upgrade. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, thing. that's where I, the money. Pay. I want to put speakers like everywhere in the ceiling, in our bathroom, in the kitchen, in the living room, and yeah, uh, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, there, there are upgrades that need to happen. I, I love living in South Austin. I think in the nineteen years I've been here, I've only been in South Austin for like the past four or five, and it, they're the best. If I just would have fucking known. Yeah. A long time ago, I wouldn't have wasted any time anywhere else in this in this beautiful city. Yeah, but uh, it's nice to be in South Austin. Yeah, the the commute's a little rough from South Park Meadows, but um, you know it's it's fine. We we we've got a nice spread down there. Yeah. And, uh, Did, didn't you have like a beehive or something that was just swarming? Yeah, it's still there. there. Yeah, still yeah. There. It, it it rages in the summertime. It's like a cartoon it, beehive. Yeah, it's in the knot of a tree. It's amazing. Yeah. This it, is something you see. It's like quicksand. It's something I saw a lot in cartoons growing yeah. up. I thought it would be a bigger part of my life. <laughs> but uh, you never see it. Yeah, we're, we're cohabitating with yeah. the bees. Hey, we're, that's cool. We're leaving them alone. Yeah. Well, bees are uh, like an endangered species. Yeah, I think I've watched one too many documentaries about the importance of bees. And I'm Have like, you been stopped? Yeah. No, I haven't. No, no they're, 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 they're cool. Yeah, y'all are. They're hanging out in the tree. Contract. Yeah. The, the house inspector warned us about them, and they've been fine. Nice. Yeah, they're, nice. they're great tenants. They're yeah, I had some wasps uh, that were freaking me out. Wasps are a little scarier than They bees. can go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> they seem a little more I, sinister. I've, I've had battles with wasps before. Uh, bee, bees were cool. Hell yeah. But, right on. Yeah, man. The, the, the money pit is like one thing leads to another. So, like, say you want to fix one thing, you know, like uh, my, my bats are starting dripping. So I'm like, oh, I call plumber, and he comes over and he's like, dude, I gotta get in the wall to stop this plumbing, yeah, to stop this stripping. I'm like, what? So all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, tile needs to be done, and and your sheetrock needs to be done, and and you're like, well, here comes a whole remodel, (laughs) which every remodel is ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, that's. That's the part about owning a house that's a real drag is like just the money pit. Yeah. He's got but, to throw cash at it. Yeah. This is a sweet neighborhood here in this. I like this neighborhood. Great spot. Yeah, but I was like, we need new windows. So I was like, oh, yeah, I guess we get all new windows. Or like, that's right. I need a gutter. Okay, gutters, you know, solar panel, like whatever. Like, uh, we put fences up, at, you know, around the back. This is all chain link bullshit. Yeah. You know, once it, I was like, no, we need a real fence. So it's just like every little thing you need turns into a whole fucking project. It's, yeah. it's expensive. Yeah. Dude. But it's rewarding, you know. It's nice to it's yeah. nice to invest in your house. You feel like it's an investment. Right. Just yeah. wasting money. You know? Yeah. Hopefully you get it back when you sell it and all that. For sure. But yeah. yeah, man, you you got a nice little family going. This is awesome. It's you're, good. Your yeah. twenty twenty is gonna gonna kick ass i'm pretty sure like this is one of the most dynamic parts of having a kid when they start talking all of a sudden you're having conversations with a human you created yeah we can like laugh together and make funny faces and and walk we take walks now tell you what she's thinking about which must be a trip yeah (laughs) 
because they just make noise for you know months she and can, all of a sudden like do you ever think about yeah what yeah it's uh it's wild good times though hell yeah man well uh well, it's been two hours so let's wrap this thing up all right uh you are the real jenner on twitter <laughs> lanky andy on instagram at the real jenner at, at the real andy. jenner yep yeah and uh yeah, man. Hopefully, uh, we can find some time to make some music this year. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do some uh, rock and roll playhouse or yeah. what, whatever uh, comes our way. Campaigning to get the Bowie thing back. Yeah, that was epic. Yep. Yeah, man. We'll we'll have to do uh, "Man Who Sold the World" if we get around to it again. That's a great Bowie. Is tune. that the one? Yeah, the Nirvana play. Yeah, that's a great tune. Great Bowie tune. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's probably another one that we're forgetting too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, keep rocking in the free world. You uh, as well. And uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Okay. Peace. Fall in love with your neighbor's daughter. Fall in love.